technical difficulties. <laughs> it sounds much better now. Okay, that's that's great. That's great. Yes. So, JD, do you want to start with? Um... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want to say what you have to say. <laughs> I think it's, I think the app didn't want me here because I'm not supposed to say what I want to say. No, the app wants you here definitely. <laughs> Oh gosh! <laughs> Again, disclaimer: I don't have anything nice to say. Um, I I do have a lot of questions though, like leading up to it. Um, like it, it just that build up to it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like first of all, Max had spent the whole episode being stressed out about her, right? Um, mm-hmm. And about the plane, right? Uh-huh. So the plane lands. He gets the notification that the plane lands, and then he texts her instead yeah, of like, or going or, to the airport, like going to the airport. Like uh-huh. if I was stressed out about my significant other for the whole episode. Like, mm-hmm. I'd want to know, I'd want to see that they are okay, like, physically see that they are okay. To, like, yeah. you know, for my reassurances. And I think mm-hmm. just because of, you know, Max's, Max being so calm after the plane landed doesn't also make any sense to me. Um, you know, Max, all through the whole theme of their relationship has been him being so afraid of losing her. Um, so now it's like, where was that anxiety of, um, you know, the fact that she, something could have been wrong with her, um, especially even if it didn't occur to him before to actually go to the airport, but like after she sends that message where she's like, it's been a day, like, I'm going to call you later. Uh And that was weird. Um, and then my second question is. How much time passed in between that message from her and then the, the, the actual wedding? Because they had managed to get flowers. They had managed to prep the whole place already. And then it was like, okay, so where was she? <laughs> Why was nobody like, uh, Why was where at the airport for real? <laughs> was she just going to get this? I would be at the airport. <laughs> Exactly. Wait, he London. He's just there wishing on hopes and dreams. Yeah. <laughs> no, and it's just like, where is it? Was like, what the heck? Like, what was the plan? Because from the sounds of it, when he called her, that was only when they realized when he in that message when he calls her, right? He tells her that the wedding is going to be on the rooftop. It's actually not cancelled or postponed. It's actually mm-hmm. going to be on the rooftop. Um, so all along, she didn't even know this wedding was still happening. And mm. then it's like, it's like, but also, why? What happened in England? Was nobody, and like, why did nobody ask where she was? Like, where was, mm. what was the plan? Where was she going to go get dressed? She didn't even know she was supposed to be getting dressed, first of all. But where yeah. was she going to get dressed? Where did where was Luna? <laughs> it's like, where, what the heck? just the build up to this doesn't make any sense to me um but like i said on twitter it's not even the story 
it's not even like the storyline that bothers me. Um, if she had, we don't know what this actual story behind the story is, but it's not that that bothers me. Um, because I do feel like she does have issues. Um, uh-huh. She has a lot of trauma. Um, and the prospect of forever, because that's essentially what marriage is, could uh-huh. have brought up all of those issues again. Like, I, I completely get that. Um, but I also feel like Sowa was somehow involved in the. I'm always just going to blame her for everything. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't blame but you. But also, um, just like, like the build up to that, um, it's like it was done in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, that is what is upsetting to me because there were so many opportunities for it to be addressed and it was never addressed. Um, firstly, w- that episode where she finds out that her mother had lied, it was never addressed there. Um, uh-huh. In that episode where he asks, are we not a family? It's not addressed there. Uh-huh. Um, it's not addressed even last week where she says, I don't think I want any of this. Um, so it's just like, wh- why? <laughs> there were so many opportunities and it was just not addressed. So the fact that you chose to use this as a cliffhanger just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and like, I'm not, let's not even start on the fact that Fremo was only in that episode for like two minutes. Um, two minutes? No, it's like 30 seconds. <laughs> it's like, what the heck? You, he you just put out an episode where you're going to They could have cut to London. They could have cut to London. But you know what they're going to do? They're going to save those London, the, the London flashbacks as to why. It's going to be a flashback to London. Why, why Fremo, not Fremo, why Helen? didn't come to New York. But I don't even know why she would even be on a plane driving into a hurricane. Please. How does that make sense? Don't don't let it get cancelled. No, it's just weird. If there's a hurricane, doesn't the flight get (laughs) cancelled? Exactly. Or if they're already flying, because from the beginning of that episode it sounded like the hurricane was not supposed to affect them or whatever. Um but like the the plane then gets grounded somewhere close to, like, the, she's not going to be flying the whole time in the yeah. middle of a hurricane. Like, she, it would have been, like, stopped at the closest airport um, yeah. and then made them wait there until things were actually safe. Like, it was never going to happen anyways. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, it was just, it was annoying. Like, and I don't see them redeeming Helen's character like I just don't feel like they are good enough at what they do um to write a redemption storyline um in a way that's gonna get people obviously not me she's my favorite person she's still my favorite person um but in a way that's gonna get people um to to like her again um yeah, they basically the people who don't villain. like her will never like her. They were looking for a reason not to like her, and this episode was their their reason. Yeah, like they just made everything so much worse. Um, mm. And it's kind of like a "I told you so" vibe, you know. Um, yeah. Max moved. We we said Max shouldn't have moved to London for her, and now she's doing this to him. Blah blah blah. Um, 
yeah, they just essentially made her the villain, which was yeah. unnecessary. Um, yeah. If they had cut out all the unnecessary trauma that they gave her, added on to all the trauma she already has, then this could have been prevented, if that was the reason why she didn't come. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just, it was terrible. It was a terrible episode. I still have not watched the whole episode. I only watched the beginning I'm never going to watch the end. I'm never going to watch the whole episode. I was okay. Me I, I am watching it, but it was on, but I was not paying attention. It was the easy <laughs> show. You must be joking if you think I'm going to sit through 40, 30 to 35 minutes of Iggy. You must be joking. <laughs> the Iggy show. <laughs> yeah, because Iggy was awesome. medical director. And he thought that like, he was doing bits. Him. He was worse than Max. I don't know why he thought he was doing bits. <laughs> Next Ooh, season is going to oh be Iggy. We're going to be medical director. Mark my words. <laughs> he can't even sort his own. He can't Mariza. even sort his own life out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and he's uh, you know something? A... I was happy when Martin said, get out my house. That was, that was, um. I listened to that bit. <laughs> I, so Martin kicks him out. I didn't watch the rest of the episode. I don't know that. Yeah, he, he, he kicked him out, finally. So she's what else happened. Um, Lauren, Lauren is moving out and she's letting Layla stay at her place. I saw go that. Find I saw else. that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Um, but it was weird. Like, it's just the way they changed Layla's character as well was terrible. Yeah. She was basically like begging her for money um, near the end of the season when she was so against it for like the whole season has been her being against it. And now she suddenly just does like a complete 180. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, and the lack of Freema in the season in general was just awful. Like, yeah, and I don't made... think uh, if she's in next season, I don't think it's going to be any better. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It's she's just like swap, it's just probably swap places with Sandra. They're like, yeah, you can be recurring and she can be regular. I do like Sandra, <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna. I love Sandra. Speak to you but, about that. No. Huh? I'm gonna speak to you about that. I'm gonna message you about that that particular okay. comment you just made. Um, but yeah, it's yeah it's just the lack of freema and because she carries the show so much like it just affected like it just echoed all throughout the show that the show actually sucks yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry but it does uh, did, you that, did you see that picture did you see that picture of the ratings on imdb that is so bad <laughs> are you gonna get a five out of ten <laughs> <laughs> it's what they deserve. That's awful. <laughs> it's what they deserve. Like they don't it deserve it. Is I was like, oh, this is a bit too high, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, no. I feel I'll like I should, I feel like um I'm going to ask everybody who comes on today how how what would you rate this entire season out of ten if you were going to give it a rating, an IMDb rating. Am I going? Am I going first? Yeah. Oh. Um. What are you giving it? I'm giving it a two. Maybe a two and a half. Um, I'm being harsh. The two and a half. No. 
<laughs> um, I don't know. Probably like one and a half. One and a half. <laughs> oh, I was saying. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the half is for the cute moments that we got with Sharpen, like all mm-hmm. two of them. Um, and <laughs> the one is for Freema. Because she oh, wasn't, no. that's like how much she was in the season. She's probably, she probably got like 15 minutes of screen time for this whole season. Yeah. I'm going to ask Amanda how much screen time she got because, you know, she always counts how many. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awful um you know something i spent that that wednesday um just chilling it was actually a really fun time i've just been reading books and trying to forget about the show like this is this this podcast is meant to be about this show and we're just shitting on it because it's what they deserve <laughs> it's what they deserve like after this season it's what they deserve like they yeah. genuinely don't deserve anything either yeah can we add somebody? Yeah, you can add. Can you add somebody? Um, you choose. Oh, I added Tasha. Okay, Tasha. Hi, Tasha. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. I'm great. So, what are your thoughts? Um. Um this season oh god you said rate it right um yeah guys you disconnected um tasha if you can hear it's just like reconnecting yeah i want to hear what (laughs) tasha rates this I think I'm most looking forward to a corner's waiting if she comes on. <laughs> Go on, Tasha. What do you rate this? Yeah. Um. Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. Why? Why? Uh, <laughs> just for the good. The I, I mean, if we're talking out, are we talking out of five or out of ten? Out of ten. Out of ten. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Then I, I like guess IMDb. I guess three. <laughs> Yeah, okay. like three. I I can live with three. I for the good acting moments that we got in certain episodes, like four hundred two mm-hmm. and four hundred six. Those episodes earned that, but everything else, the the writing has just been it's been horrible, and it's insulting to the audience, and it's just generally really ridiculous. Like, yeah. you want to tell me that Max got a text from Helen that said today has been I have no words implying it was horrible the Mm -hmm. worst possible day and he just went on yeah and got dressed to have their wedding (laughs) didn't the storm is over he 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 wondered if she had been diverted (laughs) the storm is over he doesn't bother to get their kid and Mm -hmm. he went to get dressed decorating the roof (laughs) has no officiant for this wedding but he's there ready to get married like am i supposed to believe that oh, gosh i'm supposed and to then believe oh know. she just left he didn't even know she, she was okay know. like she just the told wedding. you something bad happened but she didn't yeah. even know the wedding was happening like 
According to well, her, she knew that they, as far as she was concerned, they were getting married at the botanical garden. So yeah. he did call her to say, "Oh, um, change of plans. We can't get married at the bot- botanical gardens." And he gave his cute little speech of the roof is where we met, yeah. where we fell in love, yada yada yada. But then he was already so dressed. So she should at know to go there, but you didn't find he was out already if she, dressed. If she was. <laughs> Yeah, you didn't find out if she was in New York. You didn't find out if she was okay. You, you're just going, no. what made her day so horrible? Like, that should have been your first priority, not moving forward with the wedding without mm-hmm. your kid and without yeah. finding out, like, what Luna the real him. issue is. Luna and it's him. just so, Mm-mm. like, it's, it doesn't make any sense. Then they, like, the writing... Helen is just not allowed to be happy. Like they set her up yep. as this indecisive black woman who broke the hero's heart. Like, are you mm. kidding her? Like, why are you sacrificing her character in this way? And it doesn't even make sense because Helen would never, I don't care how much trauma she has, she would never do that to Max. She just wouldn't. That's not, that's completely out of her character. And really, all season, has been Helen's insecurity that Max would leave mm-hmm. her. It was yeah. her, first her being upset about him not telling people about the move. Then it was, oh, she overheard him telling Fuentes he wasn't going to leave. Then she was worried about him after they moved. She was worried about him regretting it because he'd given up so much to be with her. And then after the stroke, it was, oh, just say it. Say that you're not going to leave me even if I never get my voice back. So tell me why all of a sudden she would be the one to leave him. Because they haven't watched the previous episodes. I don't know what's happening. Like she was just worried like, oh my God, are you going to want to have a baby with me? And now all of a sudden she's like, "Eh, I'm over it. Like, really? Do the the writers really think that we're stupid? Like, I don't get it. They They do. do. Because he's like, oh, um, I never promised more joy. Yes, you did. In almost every single interview, it's all over the promo. That, <laughs> it's all over the, 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 the promo. Was quite literally, love heals. Hold on to love yeah. enough to never let go. That's the promo. So yeah, you promise <laughs> more joy. It's not the audience. That was you. No, like, like there was like two seconds of joy, probably. And then we can't even celebrate that because something else happens, like with the engagement, like with them, even them getting together in episode one. It was like, oh, this amazing scene and they're getting together and then bam, the London storyline. It was like they literally had like every good moment gets overshadowed by some kind of other massive storyline and it's just like what the heck like we didn't sign up for this we really no. didn't spend the last three years waiting for them for this to happen like it's it's just not it and then this narrative like oh um we've been setting this up from the beginning since the minute max forced his way into our apartment in 401 you've been setting up since that moment that she was going to leave him at the altar on the roof <laughs> Like really? Oh yeah, there was no altar. There was no altar. 
like, am I supposed to believe that that was the original plan? No. That's not you setting up because the the way that episode ended was literally with them together on the roof. Mm -hmm. So no, you couldn't have been setting it up from the beginning when they were happy that you were going to end it with her crying alone in London and him standing there in shock. Like you, they have thrown, and it's not even like just them. They've thrown every single character under the bus and the characters of color, the worst. Because mm-hmm. now Helen is the vil- villain. Freema and the character of Helen are being maligned as the bad guy because Max, mm-hmm. Max's feelings are hurt. Because nobody wants to consider that maybe if she didn't make it, it's because, and she said she had a horrible day, it's because she actually had a tragedy. So she couldn't make it. It's not about her getting cold feet because that doesn't make sense. She had already texted him, I got my flight, I got my dress. She was ready. So it's not just like she upped and said, oh, I'm not sure anymore. That was not the energy she was giving off. Like as soon as he was like elope, she was ecstatic. Like, great. I don't have to plan this wedding. We can just do this and be married. That's what I want. And but wasn't they... there like pictures with like the little girl who plays Helen, like being yes. on, on set as well? So why did they they... not go with giving that part of the storyline as well? Like, what the heck? They wanted a shock value cliffhanger. And they didn't care what they had to sacrifice to get it. Even if it's logic. And now all their, (laughs) what they sacrificed was logic and their audience. Because now nobody wants to watch the show. Exactly. Every single rating is bad. Every single review from every entertainment reporter is bad. Like, what? You thought this was going to entice people to come back? Nobody wants to watch this show. Nobody wants to watch this now. And, like, I don't think they understand the, the, you know, like, the power of Sharpwood to do this to your main couple. Like, you you don't do that. Like, you literally don't do that. When that has been the reason why so many people watch this show. And, then you and that's kind what of you promoted pers- the show on. Yeah. This Even the whole episode was about the wedding. Like, everybody was like, oh, the wedding. And the promo pictures and everything was like the wedding. Even the actors had those videos of them on the roof with their little wedding outfits on. So, obviously, everybody's going to be like, we're going to watch this for the actual wedding. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, they just, they did a horrible job. They undermanned, like, you set up a season outside of the finale, which was bad. Like, I feel bad for Ryan, who was there, like, checking um, IG fan reactions, Sharpwood <laughs> fan accounts for reactions, because he just knows, like, oh, God, yeah. this is not going to go over well. Like, that's horrible. But they, beyond, like, the Sharpwood aspect of it, this whole season was bad. <laughs> Like there were gems in there, but the whole thing was bad, and you undermined all your characters. Reynolds has Reynolds, the person who wanted a family and a stable um, nuclear family, hooks up with a married woman and has a child that he's now ditched completely. (laughs) Lynn, who's a gynecologist, is sleeping with two men unprotected and ends up pregnant and doesn't know who the father is. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Helen went through, we went through 22 episodes. She still doesn't have any clue why her father left. 
Sarah, God forbid they put her, they put the black mother as like a stable, reassuring, supportive parent. She's just this monster. She's written as this horrible person. Layla is basically a gold digger. Like they didn't yeah. bother to, to develop Casey. Like every single person of color on this show mm. is just a mess. Like what is this writing? Who thought this was a good idea? Everybody apparently. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, wh- one of the things that bothers me the most is how much they pride themselves on like diversity and inclusivity and they're all about, you know, those kind of um themes. And then it's like, but you write your your characters of color so awfully. Um, so like where is where is that where you are what supposed is, to yeah. be promoting all of, essentially, all of those like, things? Like essentially Casey's character has been there since season one. Agnes has been there se- since season one. These are minority characters and rather than develop those minority characters, they're giving primary focus to two brand new white characters. Like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Like, no. I like Wilder, but she didn't need to be there. Yeah. yeah. Mia didn't need to be there. Not to not to that extent if there are characters who are yeah. already there who did not get development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't... They, they use certain characters just to prop up the other ones without giving them depth, and it's really just lazy. No, it's true. It's It's what my fear was with and i remember so clearly the moment Chopin became canon tweeting that helen is going to become max's love interest um because they are so bad at writing characters and kind of just keeping their storyline going and that's essentially what happened to her character when she was not max's love interest she was she wasn't acknowledged or she was this very submissive daughter who has a horrible mother and um, it was basically in between Max and her mother the whole season long. Besides the fact that she just got this amazing job as a medical director to develop this clinic that has been a part of her life, which was an important story to tell, that story never gets Because that would have been focused on, you know, the Muslim community, um, yeah. cancer, uh, patient care continuity, all of those things were right there, but we got more Fuentes being a crappy medical director than we got of Helen being a good one. An actual so, and actual hello, another white woman. <laughs> <laughs> like, <all right>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it's, it was just a, it's like they can't even see um, the problem with what is going on here. Um, like, and why people are so upset about it. It's like, it just goes over their heads that people are actually really upset. Hopefully now that the, the awful reviews will open their eyes, but I don't know. I think there's a degree of hubris there that they're not going to, they're not going to see it or they're not going to want to own it. And when, whatever they do in 501, um, is going to be like, see, you should have had faith. We're going to fix it, but it's not going to be good enough. Like, I don't care what the circumstances is. 
I mean, it's, I'm never going to blame Helen, but I don't care what the circumstances is. That was not a well-written finale. Even if you wanted to do the she left him at the altar, you could have framed it way better than yeah. what was done. There are ways to do that. Have, I don't know, have their kid actually be there. <laughs> like, And that's another <laughs> thing. You want me to believe that Helen ditched Luna too? She's literally the only person who acknowledges that that kid. She, <laughs> she acknowledges more than Max. Like the first thing she That's asked him. Was... And even the Gwyn and um, you know, the whole ma- the whole um marriage thing and Gwen's getting her dress. It's like what? Exactly. When did oh, when did does... that happen? When... At what point did Gwen get so good with Max that he's like, you know what? I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get uh, my granddaughter a dress for him to be for her to be flower girl at your wedding. Are you kidding? Yes. No, like that doesn't make like... sense. <laughs> that was just like, what the heck? Like, I was. And and I guess just, Helen, Helen like... would never, ever, ever, even if she left Max, she would take Luna with her. Like, she's yeah. not leaving that child. I don't care what anybody wants to say. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> to push a narrative that she left him at the altar because she didn't. I it, I feel like it's a guarantee. Either her mother is dead, out the blue, something happened to her mother, or something happened to her niece, or something happened at that clinic. She was on her way out the, out the door and some emergency stopped her from going. Yeah, and when she like- finally had a moment to slow down, she realized just how much time had passed and she tried to tell him via text like oh my god you have i can't even express to you how bad things have went for me today and that's why she never made it and that's why she was so distraught she could barely stand when she was on on the phone yeah. and couldn't explain to him what happened but it's just like this was not a story not this was not something that should have been a cliffhanger no. um i think because they like season one's cliffhanger was really good like it was the one i was not expecting that at all like that ambulance crash was really good um and the waiting was annoying afterwards to kind of figure out who actually survived it um but it was good it was a good cliffhanger um and so because of that they kind of thought that they need to do this every single season um, so they did it last season with the, um, Helen closing the door. And even that was like, oh, I was annoying, but like, it was okay. Um, but this was just like, no, no. But honestly, no. you know, a better cliffhanger would have just been to show the apartment, show the suitcase, show Helen's phone ringing and not have her hands yeah. answer the phone. That would have yeah. been a better cliffhanger because then you're like, oh my God. Did she get cold feet? Did something happen? But they did such a lazy way of saying she got cold feet while also telling us, no, she didn't. Something happened to her that day. That you didn't, it's like they're afraid to be too far in one camp or the other. And by doing that, it's just mediocre. Like everything just comes out and ends up being mediocre. No, it's true. Um, Yeah, they just, they thought that they need to consistently do cliffhangers. Um, but it's like, it's never going to be season one standard. Um, I don't know what happened to the writing in between season one and now, 
Um, but it definitely has deteriorated so much. Um, and I and honestly, don't see them saving this. Like, I, I don't see them saving this and doing a nice little ending by the end of season five when so many things are still missing. Exactly. Like, 22 episodes and you couldn't tell me, you couldn't close out a single story that you set up properly I don't have faith that you're going to wrap it up in, in half that amount of time and do it well. Like, I, why should I have faith in that? So we're going to come back and we're going to get answers to whoever the heck um, Kevin is and what happened to Helen's father and why she randomly didn't show, didn't make her flight and why Floyd's father left him. We're going to get answers to all of this in 13 episodes. No. And that's besides this, happen. And that's besides the things from previous episodes, like previous seasons that have just not been wrapped up. Um, you know, it's like we have so many questions. There's no way you can answer Iggy's this. His narcissism, his food disorder, his yeah. issues with his abusive parents. It, like they didn't wrap up any of those storylines. They just left everything hanging and they're like, yeah. okay. Well, you know, we're going to we're going to we're going to go full circle in the final season and it's going to be satisfying. No, it's not. Oh. People shouldn't end the show and just be left with all these things where they're like huge things that they're wondering about. That's exactly. not satisfying. And it's they haven't developed their characters, even the main ones. And that's always been my issue with them. They keep bringing on new people when they are so bad at developing the main characters specifically. Um, it's just like, like why, how do you why? have Max your lead and you don't, we still don't, we still barely no, know anything about his family. <laughs> and now the implication and, based on the interview was that we may actually see his parents in the final season. So we're going to have to deal with possibly dead Sarwa or Mina <laughs> plus Max's parents and their issues. Plus, yeah. they need to shove in a wedding. Plus, if they are going to actually let them get married, then they need to shove a wedding in there. And they already set up for the baby, so they're going to need to shove that in there. Like, it, none of it is going to be satisfying. Have they gotten married now? Then you have 13 episodes to that introduce Max's. Yeah, you have 13 episodes to introduce Max's parents and try to fix that relationship or end it for good. You have that time to do an IVF storyline and let and a time jump and let them have a baby. You have that time to divorce Martin and Aggie or let um, <laughs> Layla get her green card and then try again with Bloom. Like you have that time to yeah. do those things. But when you wrapped nothing this season and left everything open in such a, in such a lazy way, you don't have that because you're just going to compound more stories. Exactly. And nothing, it won't be satisfying. And we're just going to have more questions at the end of the season. I feel like the show is going to end and we're still just going to have all these questions that have no answers. It's going to be a miracle if we ever find out why Helen's dad left her mother or whatever the, whatever the heck happened there. Um, and it's like Max's character. And like they started it off so strongly with it being because of his sister you know, that he started at New Amsterdam 
And then it's like we just never hear about his family again. So it's like, mm-hmm. what? what? Um, your his wife dies. His parents he are not cancer. there. He has a, yeah, first for cancer, then his wife dies, then he's stuck with a newborn by himself, and his parents don't show up for any of that. And it's like, I don't know. At this point, but, don't introduce them. Don't. Yeah, them. like it's not it's, necessary. It's clearly not important if they haven't been here for the past four seasons. And he, you know, he said, like, I thought that was the end of it. When he said, you know, like, you don't have to worry about meeting them because, um, you know, they're not actually close or whatever. I thought that was like the end of it. Um, so why is it necessary for you to introduce them, actually? I don't know. And then I saw something online that like, uh, what was it? Um, Nina, I guess it's Nina, who's set to the actress who plays Nina, who's like listed as a possible yeah. return for 501 so i'm like yeah that just yeah confirms that something happened and also that there was a change because he the producers plainly said that she was supposed to show up at the end of this season mm. so there was definitely a change that was in an interview that yeah she was gonna be in towards the end of the season and then she didn't show up but she's listed as in as being in 501 really <laughs> i think i think it definitely she definitely was supposed to come back um and that's why they just randomly brought her up like helen messaging her and being like you need to go with me to go and look at venues and whatever um so it actually makes sense that she was supposed to come back like now um but yeah i don't know maybe five 501 will give us answers. I'm not even holding my breath for actual answers. I don't, I don't really, because it just won't be satisfying because that was, that finale was just so, it was just underwhelming all the way around. Like nothing about it. This, this need that Iggy all of a sudden has to be a leader. (laughs) And um, Martin is the one undermining his ability to do that. Like, are you kidding? Martin literally just wanted to make sure he wasn't dying. He was worried that his that his husband was at risk and he's getting blamed caring enough to be concerned. Yeah. And it's oh, you're the voice in my head that's telling me I can't do it. He's really <laughs> just wondering, like, sir, why are you putting your life at risk like you don't have a spouse and children? That's a valid concern. He didn't marry a fireman. He didn't marry somebody who's gonna rush into danger. He's right to be like, what are you doing? No, it makes perfect sense that he's upset. (laughs) No. And since when is Iggy even a leader? Like, no. No. Like, that was one of the few times that Lauren was snarky and I just laughed because when she was like, you? Seriously? (laughs) I was like, exactly. (laughs) Because that's not not the nature of his character. That's not what he's there for. And it's all of a sudden everybody is holding him back. No, you held yourself back. (laughs) Because he's clearly had self-esteem issues since season one. And the fact that he's... Deal with the fact that those self-esteem issues based on everything they told us stem from his parents. They don't have anything to do with Martin. Ah. Stop blaming Martin for your own issues and the stuff that you need to face with your mom and dad and leave him alone. And that was the storyline all along. Like, that was his storyline. His parents were the issue. And now suddenly poor Martin is just in the middle of this mess that he actually didn't create. 
Yeah, they should get divorced. It's it's annoying yeah. now. And We're just dragging those kids through all of it is really yeah, shame. Well, and Layla, like, I, I don't even have words. Like, why is Layla okay now? Why is she now randomly okay with Bloom giving exactly. her money and paying her way and back to living with her and back to sleeping with her and like yeah. begging her not to go? Like, it doesn't make any sense. No. What, why are they not telling us what causes the shift in characters' um, yeah. viewpoints? They're not to everybody changes and it's a complete about face with no explanation of why. Yeah. No, it just like Layla just it was like one minute she was all like no, like she's been wanting to do this by herself. Understandably, she wanted to she didn't want like for it for to be bought, things to be handed to her and stuff. And now like she just turns around and now she's just like sleeping with Bloom because Bloom's fake and that doesn't make any sense and it completely goes against her character and who we've known her as all along like I don't understand maybe maybe the, the streets were too rough for her <laughs> she got used but she's to she's been living. living on the street like she's fine <laughs> with the street she's been living on the street yeah she's she don't want to go car. back they just really decided that every character was going to act completely different than the way they've written them for so long. And it's just, it was just a super weird decision. Like, nobody's going to tell me. Like, I really can't get over the fact that they threw Helen under the bus at the end of this episode. Yeah. Like, I, I can't. Nobody is going to tell me that the same Helen who gave up her department for Max, who stood between him and a gun and offered to hold a leaky sewage poisonous pipe mm-hmm. was like okay I'm just gonna leave him at the altar and not like really <laughs> yeah no like if there's oh. one thing we know about her character is that she's all she will always tell Max like no mm-hmm. matter what it is good or bad she'll tell him even at the end of the last episode when she was like when she had that revelation with yeah. her mom like I don't know if I want any of this I really don't believe she was talking about the marriage. I think she was simply talking about the wedding. And as soon as she got on the phone with Max, she told him, Max, I don't know how to say this, but I really don't think I want anything to do with this wedding situation. I don't think I want. She told him very plainly. So if she didn't want to get married at all, she would have told him. Should have been like, I just like the way things are right now. I'm not ready to get married. She would have told him. But we've seen Helen since like episode six when he fake proposed. She was ready mm-hmm. to yell yes. Like she wants to marry him. So this writing is just so it's so insulting and so ridiculous. Like, give me a break. Yeah. It's what happens when you know you let an eleven year old give you ideas. I don't know why he was so proud to like say that he's an eleven year old baby with those ideas. I was like, Yes, at eleven I would have given you those same ideas and I would have got an F in English because I was terrible at English, but yeah. <laughs> and then he said like oh and then I came in and Erica had the same idea and somebody else had the same idea oh, I'm like please. give me a break give me no. a break and oh um, what was it I can't say that we we changed anything in the fa- finale yes you did because this was not the finale you set up all season like not even remotely Yeah. 
there is no way that this was the original plan. They found out they had 13 episodes and were like, ooh, let's make a crazy cliffhanger and then deal with everything in the final season, shove it all in so we have tons of content to write. No. This, and it was just not good because there was so much other stuff that they could have addressed and really dug deep on and gave, we want good patient cases. We don't want to open 501 with Max trying to find out why Helen left him at the altar. Nobody needed that. We wanted to open with them together, running the hospital, dealing with patient cases, having conflicts about that. Yeah, coming back Mm -hmm. from honeymoon, um, having already spoken about what the resolution between the London and New York thing is, like, can they just have be happy for once like can they just have a normal relationship that's all we wanted yeah they ain't giving us that i don't understand why they must that's give the idea the, 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 yeah max and helen would be if they left max and helen alone they could write some great patient stories as yeah. like like it's not that just leave that's that's what i'm thinking just leave max and helen alone just let them be happy exactly like, just leave, let them be like, they don't couples. even need to be they, need, they don't even need to be like 100 percent happy just let them mm-hmm. be let them be existing yes. alone all the couples alone and give us great patient storylines yeah, that that's why we're crying at, at the end of each yeah. season i mean episode yeah. like <sighs> shark when zippers don't want the show to be 95% sharp exactly. we just want the show to make sense exactly yeah. sure labor shippers don't want that either we just want it to make sense I think most of us if you open the show every week with Max and Helen at home talking and having a d- domestic yeah. scene and they go to work and they just work together and treat yeah. patients and come and you get a rooftop scene at the end we would all be completely fine with exactly. that because you're giving us progression with them you're showing consistency that they're a family and then you you make the challenge the patient case. You make the challenge, yeah. hey, yeah. even if they disagree about how to treat a patient, that's a conflict, but it doesn't have to be something contrived. Everything yeah. about this season felt contrived. Why is Helen having a stroke? Like, why? <laughs> and so right. that was an episode. Mm-hmm. We spent more time on Floyd's... Um, Thruple than we did on Helen's stroke, and it's a medical show. Why? <laughs> Why did that make sense to them? Like, are you kidding me? Oh gosh. Um. Yeah. I don't know. That oh, well. was one of the writers' fantasies that they just wanted to write, and <laughs> wanted to push onto a character. Because, <laughs> no, no. It's just really the choices didn't make any sense. They're very insulting to the audience's intent, intelligence. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yes, it's awful. All right, I'm gonna duck out, ladies. If you have anybody else who wants to talk and vent their frustration, <laughs> and it was nice talking to you, but we'll we'll you know chat in our group chat. So yes. <laughs> Thank you for Thank speaking, Tasha. Okay, you can add somebody. Um, I'll add a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I have. We haven't spoken to a corner in weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think she has a lot to say.
<laughs> yeah, she joins. Oh, she's joining. Okay. Yeah. Hello. Hi. Hi, ladies. Hi, how are you? I'm well, how are you? Good, good. Thank good. you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so what do you rate this season, Akona? Uh, rating? Yeah, out of 10. Um, out of 10. Mm-hmm. Like IMDb. Like a, I'd give it a one point seven five. <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> Why? Yeah, I'd I'd give it a one point seven five. The one point two five is for Freema and some of the good shopping content. Oh yes. What about um? The zero point five um, is for Francis. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you didn't give her much, but okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, what did you think of this episode? Um, yeah, of the ending. Oh, that bored. Like I was so bored. I knew <laughs> I was gonna be upset, and I knew the wedding was not happening. So the ending did not shock me. It's just how they went about it. It's the fact that Helen left him at the altar. Mm-hmm. Now everyone is going to be mad at, at Freema, not even the character Helen, Freema. <laughs> They're going to be yeah. posting hate. That is what's upsetting That's me. That's what's happening, it pissed, yeah. it pissed me off. Like, I literally couldn't speak about i couldn't even watch it again i watched it once and i was upset for the whole week i had to literally (laughs) not talk about it i talked about it in a space and then i left it alone after that and then now i'm speaking about it again because i had yeah i'm speaking about it again now because i've had time to process it calm down Mm -hmm. and i think yeah but i'm I'm just upset. Yeah, and I think just... I think that Prima um, actually, like, I have a feeling on one hand, I'm like, ugh, it's because she knew this was going to be a train wreck. Um, But the other hand, I feel like she left when she saw this was going to happen. Round about the time she got the script. Probably not even when they filmed it yet. Because I feel like they know their audience really well. Freema and Ryan knows the fandom really well. Um, And they knew this was not going to go down well. Um, And her specifically, how it was going to play out. So I really feel like that's why she left social media. Yes, even yes. even Ryan's tone in his post for the yeah. finale, you could tell they're yeah. both not here for it because <laughs> yeah, this, this season was supposed <laughs> this season was supposed to be more joy. Mm-hmm. We didn't even get a full episode of more joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not even. Not even a full 15 minutes of more joy. Helen was on some, 
I should have never let you in at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. That was the beginning of the angst, which I don't, I don't know why we didn't they couldn't just let them be happy for at least a few episodes. Yeah. It just upset me. The fact that he assumed Helen was fine because she texted him. But even in that text, you can see she's not okay. He must not have read the text. He must have just thought, oh, she texted me back. That's good. Let's go. She, sa- she said, I will call you later. She didn't say, I'm going to tell you when I see you. Yeah. So why are you <laughs> assuming <laughs> she's in New York? <laughs> even Max was out of character. Why are you getting... Max, Max even Max just- was out of character. Because why... We know the whole point of Lady Lady is him being afraid to lose her. So she's flying during a hurricane. You are not worried about that. And not even just that, but like the fact that you also lost your wife, which adds a lot of anxiety as well. So why are you mm-hmm. not going to see that she's okay? Like that, that doesn't make any sense to me. It, I would have no, no, nothing made sense. <laughs> nothing made sense. It's the fact that he literally sat there, he got dressed, made his, <laughs> his so called friends find flowers oh, to go set also. up the roof. And then in the last minute, he's sending, he's calling her to tell her that, okay, uh, change of venues. Uh, yeah. we're, we're still having this wedding, it's at the roof now. Like, sir, you haven't even heard her voice to see if she's okay. You're only going by this text. In the text, you can see she's still distraught. Why are you not asking, oh, are you okay? What happened? He's not, didn't even bother calling her to try and find out what happened. Or asking her where she is. Because, like, Mm -hmm. what was the plan? Where was she supposed to go and get dressed? Like... Was she not? They only have one apartment. Was she going <laughs> to his apartment to get dressed? Was she? Where did she gone back dressed? to the original apartment? <laughs> Babe, none, when none did... of that made sense. Nothing made sense. Oh gosh, the show. She was going to get ready in the subway. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> or at the airport toilet. Yeah, in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's gonna well, walk out of the airport so in a wedding know. dress. <laughs> oh gosh! Him also thinking Helen would get married without Luna when Helen's the one <laughs> always asking about Luna. What? <laughs> this this thing with Luna. This now this little Luna girl's not gonna being be on, on set is is starting to make me wanna fight. Cause no, I've come on been now. wanting to fight. I've been <laughs> wanting to fight. I've been begging for a, a time jump. At least we'd get an yeah. older Luna. Yeah, maybe next season they'll shows, have a time jump no, and then flashback no. with a time jump. I, I don't care. I don't, what I don't care about what happens next season now. They've already <laughs> fucked up for me. I, I don't care. Yeah, same. Like, if there, there's no redemption now, for okay, them. Cool. There's no redemption for the, the whole show. If Sharpen gets married, cool. Okay, that's fine. Happy for them. But the rest <laughs> of the show can, can suck it. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I yeah. do, I'm so upset. They've tainted the roof for Sharpen now. Mm-hmm. 
now this whole I we fell in love uh, we're on gonna the get married in that da, 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 da. I, no let's not please don't, even, please don't even please don't even go there you see that apartment <laughs> Why as, can as they not the have? <laughs> oh, jeez, that's time. another thing. Now all of a sudden, Helen and Gwen are besties. When mm-hmm. we didn't see not even one conversation. Gwen don't even me. like Max. Why are we so meant to believe that he? She, um, she likes Max's um, new girlfriend who um, suspiciously was in the same crash as their daughter. Like, oh, and I like, can't even that Helen, Gwen, Gwen being the one who's going to get a wedding a dress for Luna. It's like, mm-hmm. what? Why didn't they... Helen pick one out? Why wasn't and Helen on like, ASOS or Next? They or what, what lost their they daughter. Have? Like, they lost their daughter, like, three years ago, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they only lost their daughter three years ago. Are you telling mm-hmm. me that they're going to be 100% okay with Max remarrying? Like, no drama at all. They're even going to go mm-hmm. and get his daughter. Remarrying his doctor. Yeah, who was there all along. Like, what yeah. the heck? What? And also their friends, who are suddenly now the ones planning this wedding. And no, no, you didn't mm-hmm. want them together. Like, mm-hmm. you didn't want She's them like, together. Let us Stop Max, it. The whole season long. Now we're supposed to believe that you guys are the best friends ever and you mm. are re- redoing this wedding for... No! No! <laughs> Wasn't Lauren also begging Max to, to be the uh, medical director again? Yeah. Knowing very well that, that, that Helen is still in London and their she whole life no is in London. She ain't got no And shame. now all of a sudden she's busy carrying flowers to set up this wedding. <laughs> Great. Wow. Wow. It's, it's, it's level, it's, it's top tier um, backstabbing friend she is. Like, I hate ugh. it for her. I hate it for Helen. She <laughs> has no friends outside of she these. She literally does not. Whack ass people. <laughs> That's why I said they should have just eloped. Like they literally should have just yeah. eloped. Because That's, That's another thing for me. I didn't go to the courthouse, man. Another thing, go get married on. Yeah, go get married where? Sorry, Jade. Go get married on like some island somewhere with just Luna. Like, just Mm -hmm. go and get married somewhere else because no one deserves to be at that wedding. Nobody deserves to be at that wedding. It's the fact that Max let Helen fly all the way back to London after her stroke. And she's going to be taking care of herself. Alone, <laughs> it's him fine. saying, It's him saying, Let's get married, let's get married tomorrow. Why did you not fly your ass to London mm-hmm. with Luna Good. so you can get married in London? Helen no, has a job, no, no. you don't have a job, <laughs> but mm-hmm. also, I don't, I don't understand why was he still in New York, is what I want to know. Because mm. it looked like a couple of days had passed after Fuentes had left. So that was why you were there. So why were you still in New York? Like, what are you still yeah, doing there? What the is waiting back. for you there? Yeah. Was he not supposed to fly back, like, ASAP? Mm, no, he's just like, chilling in New York. like, four flights a day to Heathrow from, <laughs> from um, JFK. I don't understand. <laughs> he should have got his ass on a plane that same day. Go fetch Luna. 
let's go back home because Helen still has Luna's toys set up like that baby lives in London. <laughs> that baby hasn't <laughs> seen London <laughs> in months. <laughs> <laughs> and when she was in London, she was there for like two days. <laughs> Dude, mm-hmm. like, I, and then yeah, I feel like when Calvin are seeing Luna that. now more than um exactly they, they should have won custody. Um, they were in New York. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they should have just won the custody because they're literally raising that child. That mm-hmm. child knows stability because of Gwen and Calvin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just Let's made kidnapped her. Awful, they've just made Max an awful parent. It's just like, why yeah. is Luna awful. not? He's just been a terrible parent. It's like, what? Then why He's just chasing tails. He don't care. He literally forgets he has a child and Helen has to be the one reminding him. <laughs> Listen, oh, we Luna. have a daughter, sir. <laughs> no it is it's like why give him a child in the first place like yeah just left it because now he's just an awful parent yeah season season like one and three he was fighting for luna like in season one he was fighting for georgia to give birth to luna because like yeah. he wanted his baby season three he was fighting for for custody and custody. he he missed Luna all the time. He's like Luna, Luna, yeah. Luna, and then now Luna's four. there and he's giving them. <laughs> yeah, he's giving her. He was like talking he's about giving... the pandemic and how he didn't yeah. get to see her because of the pandemic and blah blah blah. Now when you can see your child, she's with her grandparents ninety five percent of the time. He's been given he the doesn't care. Goodwin. She was he, she was given the Georgia Goodwin treatment <laughs> when she and was they alive. think. They think the excuse of um, we can't have the little girl on set da 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 because of COVID, she can't get vaccinated. Okay, other shows are having children left, right, and center on set. Mm-hmm. What are you saying? That makes yeah. no sense to me. Little girl on, on on station nineteen was being passed around to every single character in Grey's Anatomy like it was nothing. And she's supposedly also, younger than Luna. <clears throat> and also in that episode with the soccer player thing, ah, like, that mm-hmm. makes me so it, mad. I'm that's sorry. what made my, bo- my blood boil. We can't get Helen and Luna, Helen interacting with Luna because of COVID, but she can be around all these strange people, mm-hmm. and it makes more sense. It's, it's like, what the heck? It made no sense to me. I always say how it does not make sense to me because they literally, Max woke up, woke Luna up, left Helen sleeping. They went to go play soccer with a bunch of people, a bunch of random men in the park. <laughs> they come back. Luna doesn't say morning, mom, or anything. Helen is in the shower. Now Max is showering with Helen. Where is Luna during that time? They're busy in the bathroom. <laughs> She's playing with um, her toys. By herself, a two-year-old. With no... Because yeah, you can't tell been... me she's taking it's a, a nap. It's a, it's, a, it's a three-year-old who's raised herself. She literally raised herself. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to make sense. 
it does not make sense. none of nothing on the show is making sense and i feel like they wasted my time with so many dumb ass storylines that they <laughs> did not they didn't even try to conclude those storylines no no not at all and they're not going to be able to conclude like let's just face facts like they're not able they are not able to wrap everything up by the end of episode 13 <coughs> next season. like there's just not enough time for everything that's kind of still hanging in mid-air like they're not at this be point able to i expect it. nothing i expect nothing <laughs> yeah. from that show because <laughs> they literally pride themselves on their um diversity their writing of their people of color is terrible please the people of color the ones who have let us down they literally they build the characters up to be okay these people with morals and standards um and then all of a sudden they throw those morals and standards out the window and it was written by a um by a person of color it was always erica (laughs) Erica, mm-hmm. that one, I want to fight her personally. <laughs> because she's sitting there with a bunch of white people and saying yes to everything, even mm-hmm. though none of the shit makes sense. <laughs> she's just there for the check. No. And then she tweets, um, um, tune in for the finale. It's going to be good. I wrote it. Girl, shut up. <laughs> shut up. Why are you promoting this stupid, stupid ass writing? Mm. But you would think they'd want to take pride in their work, but mm, nope. No, I feel like none of the writers care what happens in the episodes before. They just write what they want. They're looking for new writing jobs there. If mm, I if I was if I was a producer and I was looking for some writers and somebody from New Amsterdam come up to me and said, Oh, um, I'm a writer, hire me, I'd be like <laughs> I would laugh in their faces and say, Nope. Absolutely not. No, because honestly, I, I feel like they had so much potential with people of colour. We had mm-hmm. Candelero who just disappeared out of nowhere. Oh yeah, she went on to big and better things, and she now Netflix or Apple. Yeah, Apple she was. TV she's on the well. chair, but still, no one explained what happened to her. Mm-hmm. Lloyd's um prot- protege. Don't know what happened oh, yeah, to him. Oh yeah, he was so cute. What happened? I don't know. Floyd's um black, Cardi Cardi. Yeah. the the female surgeon. Oh the, yeah, they 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 were beautiful women. His- don't know what happened with them. Floyd the one Tro- is still there. The one is ahead of Cardi. The one. Oh, yeah. The one, yes. Like, and they made a, he had a, a big deal team. about it. Like, it's the only, the only black, Angel. Um, black um, yes. cardio team. And now they just disappeared. The one is there for, like, a different He's not even a cardiothoracic surgeon. Tell me why that man's doing general surgery. <laughs> there is. The lady is in charge of cardio now and he's in yeah. charge of surgery. <laughs> and then the other lady that was in charge of, um, I don't know, diversity or something at the hospital. Oh, yeah. We had the her. Yeah. Yeah. Floyd, his character is a shit show. 
Great. <laughs> Helen, they're just destroying her peg by peg, babe. I, I don't even know what is happening now. Now she is a runaway bride. Um, I I'm just, I'm so tired. They literally ruined all of the people of color for me. They, yeah, they really did. They could have written such beautiful. Yeah. They could have just... written a really good black love story. Why did Lynn have to be married for real? Yeah. And then, why? And if then... she was married, why wasn't Claude on his deathbed or something? And she, <laughs> and she was looking for the next person. Like. <laughs> <laughs> on his deathbed. <laughs> oh god yeah you know those and people that was who like... like go on go on Jenny. i remember i remember um when evie left um i really clearly remember this tweet um somebody had made some thread on on twitter and called shulna out on it and he said this person said something about like but you were promoting black love and, you know, like this whole black love storyline. And now, um, you know, you just ended it just like that. And then he said, no, like it was going to continue. And the storyline was they were never actually going to get rid of the black love storyline. And, you know, they were going to bring it back. This you is not shit. bringing it back. You like, this is chaos. This is why I've never trusted a word that come out of that man's mouth. I never trusted him when he said more joy. But when I saw when I saw more joy plastered over all the marketing, I thought, oh yes, more joy. But usually I don't trust no. anything that he says. But for some reason I did. Like I guess I'm a nice no. man. I'm sorry, ladies. No. I keep cutting off. I don't know what's happening with my Wi-Fi. But yeah. I didn't hear what you were talking about, like right now. We were just talking about oh. the black love that they were supposedly going to bring back. Um, with the they were bringing back what? Black love. Black love. Please um, don't even get me started on that because it triggers me so much. <laughs> I haven't spoken about it ever since. Yes, sis. Oh my god. Since, I can since feel then, my heart. I leaving. Since since yes. said goodbye, <laughs> I was like, so that's how you just leave in it. That's just it. Francis said, "My contract is up. Bye. Bye. You know that she, she <laughs> and Jacko hated that I was that like, bitch, this, she didn't even You're breaking up, Akana. She didn't even bother to post it on her timeline. Nah. <laughs> just, just the story." <laughs> not important like just, like bye no it's not important enough to go on her timeline <laughs> she was just mm-hmm. like bye <laughs> she, yeah and now she's a sh- she's ashamed that she had to act do that, that storyline yeah. she's like this is I know they all hate these storylines like they just mm-hmm. think like, she, she and Sam are probably sit and say do you see the shit that they've written <laughs> like <laughs> like are you seeing this and they're like girl they have me in a whole three way like <laughs> yeah no it's true. no it's a mess it really is 
I don't even think any of the actors actually still enjoy oh my gosh. this. Tyler. Yeah, besides Tyler's the, the only Tyler. one enjoying it because he's getting most of the most of the screen time, which pisses me off because he was the one complaining that Sharpen is getting too much screen time. Mm-hmm. And now look what happens when he gets screen time. <laughs> the show flops and gets gets awful ratings. I ain't seen one good rating. <laughs> they will learn. Um, what does my nan say? Um, if you don't hear, you will feel like yeah. <laughs> they didn't listen to us, so this is what happens. They don't listen to us, and it's the fact that they just disappeared after the finale. They just yeah went radio silence. I would too. <laughs> They knew exactly what they were doing by disappearing. <laughs> because they knew this chaos that was going to ensure. Prima was just like, nope, I'm not dealing with this. Bye. He was like, let me, <laughs> let me disappear that. way, way in advance. Like, so that when, yeah. I, when the show comes on, like, yeah. Yeah. So no one's going to Also, those tweets, those tweets that they tweeted are those tweets that um, are scheduled. So they were like, oh, yeah. let me stay off after this tweet. <laughs> because oh, I, yeah. I, because the, the anger I was spewing, <laughs> they did not reply. So I was like, oh, maybe these are just scheduled tweets. They haven't even they seen me. They, did... <sighs> they deleted the Twitter app. They were like, I hope the NBC execs are on their ass. I hope they're like, do you see what you did? Do you see what you've done? Yeah, somebody needs to get like the whip and just like put them in line because Wagwan, what was that? That was a shit they, show. They that was too much free range. So disappointed. I didn't even watch the whole episode. I only watched Prima's <laughs> first scene and those last 30 seconds of yeah. her crying. That's the only thing I watched. Same. <laughs> it wasn't the rest of the episode, wasn't important, clearly. Um, I don't think I've so, watched yeah, a full episode anything. ever since the season started. Honestly, I've watched. I think the, yeah. I've never been. I haven't been. The only episode I was like profit invested in was the first one. The first one I didn't watch Iggy and Lauren, so it doesn't count as me watching <laughs> the full episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did watch. <laughs> And oh, it's also the fact that the episode is called I Will Be Your Shelter, but Lord and Iggy are homeless now. <laughs> oh my days, next season they move into a flat together and yeah, they grow old and grey together because they're both miserable and they'll never find love ever again. Oh gosh. That's my fault. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is just terrible. Like, what I is happening with Floyd and his father? What is happening with that? I don't care. I honestly don't care. But, like, because <laughs> I stopped about watching him after late. I don't care. left. Um, it's two seasons too late. I don't care. He's they're they're bonding, but he don't. He, um, Floyd's dad don't even want to. Last season episode. Before this one, he didn't even want. He knew yeah, exactly who Floyd was. That was like Floyd. Like, get the message, Floyd. He don't want to talk to you. Now oh, I wonder yeah. why the dad left. I and hope he's gone. I don't he... know people he's gonna be a dad, but Lynn's gone. 
Why does he keep saying that? Why does he keep saying that? Why does he keep saying that? Because that makes no sense to me. How are you a dad? <laughs> How are you a dad? You let the woman leave with your child. Mm-hmm. So how are you a father? I'm disappointed, man. This whole... I'm so disappointed. They wasted... Uh, let me count. <laughs> Francis was on... 407, 307, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. I think Francis got a check. Francis, they wasted a full season with that storyline. That's 24 episodes. Mm. Yeah. Wait, she was in 24 episodes. And the end result you know. is that he is letting her leave with his child. Oh no, you're breaking up. I can't hear you properly. It's like robotic. Talk again. Not 24 episodes, but the storyline went on for 20. Oh gosh. Are you there? Akona? Can you hear me now? No, it sounds still, it's still, well, oh, I can hear you, but it's robotic and slow. How about now? Can you hear me now? Yes. Hello? Yeah, we can yes, hear you. Hello? Yeah. No, it's not. Okay, okay. I was saying the story. I was saying the storyline went on for twenty-four episodes. Not that she's been in twenty-four episodes. Because oh. she was there from three oh seven, and it went on up until I don't even know what the last episode was, but towards the end of the season. So that's about twenty-four episodes that they wasted. That's a whole season. Mm-hmm. They wasted on okay building up this crush. This friendship now we're in a throuple now we're pregnant <laughs> now we don't know who the baby daddy is now i'm leaving with your baby child Claude. okay cool it's okay oh no it's cool you can leave with my child you can raise him i'll show up when he's 18 and tell him what happened mm-hmm. <laughs> you see and if, if, if i would cough his child's gonna cuss him out when they show up, when he shows up, and the yeah, thing is, like, I don't know. <laughs> they could have him ex like the storyline was terrible, but they could have saved like they could have saved it by making they could have they could have Chloe's child. They could have been made like made him Claude's child, made that Claude's child. They could have they made him. Oh no, you're still breaking up again. They could have made Oh no, you're breaking up.
We didn't hear anything. But then again, Jade, it, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Get it here. Yeah. Stand next to you, Uta. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's not working. I am literally standing next to it. Oh. I'm literally standing next to it. But I don't know. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, they could have made the child Claude's child, but then again, <laughs> that wouldn't make sense because Lynn said she didn't know she could get pregnant. So now, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, Claude's able to get her pregnant. That wouldn't <laughs> make sense, but that's okay. They could leave with yeah. their child. They could have let Claude find a job in New York, and if she wanted to stay married to Claude, she could stay married to Claude, but Floyd would have been able to see her son every now and then. Mm-hmm. Is it a boy? They... Whatever. I don't... It doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And I think... Um, yeah, they, they could have saved the storyline. And also, you know, having this... Again, with Lynn's character, they just, like, slaughtered her character as well. Um, first of all, they, why is like giving no up her No one trusted... Yeah. For a man. For a man. She is the head. Uh, the head of, of Ubs and Gaini. And she's just giving this job up for him. Knowing that the relationship is already yeah, and the relationship's like rocky all day. It was rocky. It, it was it was rocky from the get go. Not even the get go. From what we've heard, he said he thought that she was unhappy. Yeah. So, so now that whole um, open relationship thing started because their relationship was rocky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now she's giving up this very stable job as the head. Um. To just go and move because he's moving. Like, what? Follow this man to Colorado with another mm. man's child. <laughs> what? It's wild. What? It really the, is. Uh, uh, the fact that Claude is okay with raising Floyd's child as his own <laughs> without us seeing the conversation. Because he was just so mad that his wife has someone else now during that um, lunch, the Harmony lunch table scene. <laughs> and that whole um, scrub room argument. Oh my he was gosh, upset. He was mad. He was, was mad. Hilarious. Now was he's okay with raising his child. Mm-hmm. And they literally had a conversation of... Um, I want to be a present father. That's what Floyd said to Claude. Mm-hmm. Now, all of a sudden, no, you can have him. You can raise him as, as your child. Just remember to tell him or her that she was born, she was created with love. Da 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 da. I will. Sh- like, what? There's going to be like a flashback. There's going to be a flash forward to, to 18 years at Claude's funeral and. Floyd's going to be there and then she's go- he's <laughs> going to introduce himself and be like, hi, I'm your father. <laughs> and then oh um, that child's going to tell him to um, F off. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's also, also after that ho- the whole um, bed rest thing, <laughs> Claude and Floyd are the ones having conversations. 
musicians now yeah not <laughs> lynn and and floyd so <laughs> floyd is now in a relationship with claude brother husbands <laughs> they're brother husbands what brother husbands <laughs> but now the um, woman you supposedly love is being left out the woman who's carrying your child is left out mm-hmm. you having conversations with her husband none of that made sense to me but like they like, i'm not coming i don't want no feelings um francis, I'm tired yeah this. francis i'm 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 not even shocked i'm glad she found friendship with Freema. yeah not even helen they, they couldn't even give us helen and lynn <laughs> yeah and that was that, remember that episode and they we thought we were going to get them because it was Erica who wrote the episode and we thought oh black they friendship they couldn't even give us and yeah, then Helen and Lynn together they even had so, a picture together uh, on Instagram all that like mm-hmm. black girl magic no yeah. none of that happened and when we did great. get a scene of them together it was a traumatic one like what the heck <laughs> we didn't ask for this mm-hmm she um yeah lynn performing surgery that she definitely doesn't know how to do she should not in performing at all oh gosh can't put this one day this i don't know this i was gonna say one day the show makes sense but then i remembered no wrong no (laughs) they don't have time to make it make sense like they literally have no time no they don't yeah. Um, should we add somebody else? Um, thank you, Akuna. I don't know if she can hear us. Um, one second. Oh, we can't hear you. Thank you, ladies, for letting me rant and rave about. Yeah, you're breaking up again. Yeah. Please add someone else because, um, yeah, breaking up. Yeah. Thanks, Akona. See you. See you later. <laughs> JD. Um, I'm going to invite Renee. Hi, Renee. How are you, JD? Okay. Um, yeah, so I uh, want to thank Natasha and everybody for really making really incredible points. What has stayed out right that I support all of them. I'm extremely disappointed with the series. I could not believe it possible, but it seems to me that the writers and the showrunners are committing artistic and commercial suicide. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just absolutely. It's a mess. Oh, unbelievable! Astonishing. So, um, yeah, I pointed out. Uh, when are you disconnected? Uh, areas of of real disagreement with the show, and and since everybody's really made such valid points, like uh, close, 
detail as to what is falling apart. I want to stand back and take kind of a big. Renee, we can't hear you. You're disconnected, but you're reconnecting. Hello? Okay, you're back. You're back. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so, yeah, as I was saying, um, I agree with everybody's very detailed points of critique. And so instead of repeating them, because I think they're all incredibly valid uh, and, and incredibly compelling arguments, I want to take a critique that's three points and it's kind of the larger picture, okay? So uh, these three points of critique will be the nature of what is a valid work of art and why this work of art has been destroyed. The second concerns the respect, okay, the respect that showrunners and producers might have for their audience. And to uh, mm -hmm. demonstrate this, I'll, I'll point out an example of another show uh, that has a crossover audience, right? A lot of people who watch New Amsterdam watch another show produced by the same network called This Is Us, which ended its yeah. series run, okay? And then finally, some, some thoughts about what uh, season five might entail um, and the damage I think has been done. Okay, so my first point uh, of critique is this has failed utterly and totally as a work of art and the fault lies not with uh, Freema and Ryan, but with the writers specifically. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to cite Zadie Smith, the great British novelist. And I think, you know, as I've made this argument a million times, I'll just reiterate it very briefly here. Um, Zadie Smith is Britain's greatest living author. Uh, she's about Freema's age. Uh, she, um, her father is English, her mother's Jamaican. And I think that Freema, has based her character, Helen, to a large degree on Zadie Smith. They look very much the same. They went to the same university. They come from the same uh, part of England. And they ended up in the storyline of uh, New Amsterdam. Helen teaches and practices medicine at basically NYU, New York University, right? New Amsterdam is supposed to be mm -hmm. Bellevue Hospital. And Zadie Smith, in real life, was teaching at NYU up until just this year. Uh, Zadie Smith also has her own Max, a writer um, husband by the name of Nick Laird, who's a dead ringer for Max. Okay, so Zadie <laughs> Smith argues, and this is the point I think is especially relevant, that every work of art is like a independent universe, okay? That the writer or the musician or the filmmaker or the sculptor or the painter, whatever type of genre you're talking about, will create a work of art with certain rules in mind, okay? And a work of art succeeds if it adheres to the rules that the, the writer has established or the painter or whatever. So let's give an example. Shakespeare, he writes in the drama Macbeth and questions the notion of power, questions the notion of who is responsible for murder, right? Who uh, questions the notion of father and son. Okay, Shakespeare does not include in this, this play about murder and power, he does not include a song and dance. Okay, because that will break the spell, that will break the rules of this universe. The universe that he creates in Macbeth is of this Scotland that's very patriarchal, that is uh, bound by these very, very patriarchal lines of power. Uh, and that um, there's this question of the witches who influence 
supposedly Macbeth. But we see, if we read the, the play very closely, that no, the murder that takes place is really because of Macbeth's ambition and his refusal to take responsibility for that ambition, et cetera, et cetera. So there are these rules of this universe. We believe in the drama. We're moved by the drama and we are challenged. Shakespeare is challenging the patriarchal order. He basically says it's violent, it's crazy, it's nuts, okay? We believe in this. We take moral principle from this precisely because this universe is perfectly constructed and everything that flows within this universe is, a, is according to the rules of this universe. Every universe has rules of physics, if you will, okay? Uh, another example uh, in music would be, I'll, I'll, I'll quote, um, I'll cite two old time acts and then a more recent one, okay? The Beatles and Prince and Beyonce, that's three different generations. Now, these three artists are wildly revolutionary, okay? Their albums in a certain way shouldn't make sense, but they do precisely because we know that Beyonce, we know that Prince, the guitarist, right? We know that the Beatles are weird. So when they do these albums that are challenging all of our notions, we fully expect it because the rules of the universe of Lemonade by Beyonce or Sign of the Times by Prince or Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band by the Beatles, they establish the rules in the very work of art, okay? That gives us the expectations that, okay, whatever we're going to experience, we know it's going to be different. We know it's going to be revolutionary because that's what they do, okay? And the very music, the very lyrics on these albums are all on this revolutionary structure, this, this law of physics that I, Beyonce, or I, the Beatles, or I, the Prince, I'm not going to give you a standard work, okay? You know that. I'm establishing that from the very first song, okay? So that's, mm -hmm. again, a little universe, right? Lemonade is a universe. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band is a universe. Uh, Sign of the Times is a universe. The artists have imposed rules or laws of physics that govern this universe. And it works, okay? it work we, we comprehend what the artist is trying to get across to us. We believe, even when we disagree somewhat, we comprehend it and we validate it and it impacts us and changes and moves us because this universe works according to the rules that are built in. Now, New Amsterdam is a universe about transformation, okay? The very title tells you this. New Amsterdam was the name of New York City that the Dutch gave it when they came to uh, the Manhattan back in the 15 and 1600s, okay? It's, new Amsterdam is this new world, right? And the show tells us, okay, we know from the very beginning we know that, well, this new world that the Europeans supposedly discovered, they imposed racism and brutality, okay? So from the very get-go, we know that the title New Amsterdam is something of an irony, that whoever the characters are going to be here, they're going to create a new world. They're going to rebuild this world. So transformation is built into the very title, okay? And the rules of this universe, the, 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 the key and the lock to opening this door from the very beginning are Helen and Max. Now, we know from what we've read, okay, we all know that, well, what these guys envisioned who created the New Amsterdam, that it was gonna be Mr. White Savior who comes and creates a New Amsterdam because he's so brilliant. And we also know, ironically, that the power couple was supposed to be Georgia and Max. 
And we know <laughs> it's pretty typical for all of, uh, you know, white America for its power structure is profoundly racist, that all of the black characters and the, the people of color were there to show how enlightened Max and Georgia really were, right? So they're kind of uh, props, if you will. That's what Americans like to do. What Freema did, she didn't come in to say, okay, I'm going, I'm going to steal the show. No. Freema is a superbly trained actress, but she's also an artist. Mm -hmm. Okay. A trained actress, a trained, I'm a trained musician. I can do pretty much whatever you want me to do. But is a trained mm -hmm. artist the same as a true artist? No. Every true artist has to be trained, but he or she is going to take their art one step beyond. Okay, that's the difference between a journeyman, a craftsperson, a trained person, and a true artist. I submit to you that Freema is a true artist. She's been superbly trained, superbly educated. She has incredible talent, but instead of being merely a superb actress, she's an artist. And she looked at the script uh, of what Helen was supposed to be, and through her artistry, through her brilliance, she invested this character, this kind of one-dimensional character with all kinds of dimensions, okay? A back history, a set of ambitions, a, a set of longings. And Ryan, I think to his credit, who was supposed to be the star, recognized, no, I'm really not the star here per se, it's really Helen. And his brilliance, I think, is that he not only accepted that, but responded to it, okay? So that first scene in that first episode, I can tell you personally, and I believe that tens of millions of other people probably felt this too. I was about to turn the channel. I was like, oh my God, not yet another white savior in some New York, which I lived in for nearly 30 years. Oh, I'm, I'm just about to turn this channel. And then all of a sudden, Helen and Max encounter each other, okay? In that few moments that they're together, it changed everything. It's like, what yeah. just happened? Okay, this is the show. Not all of this, yeah. these two are the show. Now we know from actual interviews that <clears throat> this was a pilot, meaning that um, the, the, the sh this was a test show, right? That the producers got some money from the network to, to put together one show and then to show the, uh, the network, hey, this is our show, what do you think? If you like it, back us up and we'll have a whole series. We know for a fact that the, the, produce, the, the network, when they saw this show, said, okay, the show is really Helen and Max. That's the show. If you do your series, make it around them. Now look, everybody knows that American men run TV networks. They're not exactly the most artistic. They're certainly not the most progressive, okay? But if they can recognize, if they can recognize that the laws of this universe are Helen and Max, then certainly millions of others of us who did recognize the same thing are not crazy, okay? Yeah. I, I make the argument that we all were about to turn that channel until we saw those two interacting. We saw that something mm -hmm. happened that was unique, that was extraordinary, okay? They said a few words and it didn't matter. There was, there was them, they're it. Now, <clears throat> I will sum up what I think are the laws of this show. It's about transformation, transformation, okay? That this renewal, making a world new. It's like they've inherited New Amsterdam, the hospital, the city of New York, the country of America, as this racist, class-riven, sexist world. And they're going to change it. They're going to transform. 
what makes it believable to us, what, what makes us watch this, what makes us compelled to root for these people is Helen and Max. Helen is the key, Max is the door, or the lock rather, and the two of them connected, open that door to new possibilities, the new Amsterdam. Yeah. And that new possibility, I say, is their love. Love. Love is going to be the force that transforms everything. And the two lines in this film that I think establish the law of this universe is Helen when she says, everything I do is for you. When she finally states that, we totally believe it because everything we have seen I think it was two, two or three seasons by that, when she makes that statement. We see that, yeah. yes, everything she does is for you, right? But it has a larger resonance because everything these doctors do, everything that Helen and Max represent is about transformation, okay? And then, you know, the big breakthrough for Max, where he moves beyond an ally and becomes, you know, he moves beyond being this white boy who's pretty and whatnot is when he's confronted with death and Helen literally brings him back to life. There is this allusion to Bernini's La Pieta, the, the Madonna and the, the, the Jesus, right? But Jesus does not die in this scene, uh, the, the, the Con Shower, right? The, La Pieta is a very uh, striking sculpture by Bernini and it depicts uh, Mary holding her dead child, the Christ, okay? And if you're aware of that, sculpture and i encourage everybody to go google it you will see that the, the very stance of mary holding the, the jesus christ child is what we see in that decon shower but the brilliance of freema and the writers i think actually hit it absolutely out of the park here because they let helen and max be who they were they yeah. recognize that she is the redeeming force she is the key Okay, she brings him back to life with her soul and her body. She, in that moment, embodies everything. Everything I do for is for you. Okay, she brings him back to life. And Max's big breakthrough is in that uh, that room, the recovery room, where he's no longer running, where he's no longer bullying um, Helen to be all these things, and instead. He gives up his privilege and states, and does so by stating the absolute truth. What matters more than anything is you. These are the two laws around which the entire universe of New Amsterdam is built, where they give these two figures are so deeply in love that they become love itself, and they're the transformative power. They transform each other, no matter what their problems, no matter what their traumas, and their example inspires and enlightens everybody around them, okay? They're all interconnected at its very best. So it is utterly, totally, beyond unbelievable, it is against the very laws of this universe that has been established that Helen would say, well, out of nowhere, I'm not coming. It's like, no, absolutely yeah. not. That Your universe is just totally collapsed. It's as if though, Beyonce on Lemonade decided, well, I'm, I'm just going to do like a uh, <laughs> Taylor Swift song about nothing. <laughs> okay, early Taylor Swift, not, you know, the more uh, woke Taylor Swift, but like first, I'm just going to throw out all of my artistry, all of my ambition, and I'm just going to do a Taylor Swift, early period Taylor Swift nothing song. 
It's as if though the Beatles and Sgt. Pepper said, you know what, let's not get experimental. Let's just do a, a pop song from 1962 and just forget this whole thing about mixing African, Indian, England. Forget that, okay? It's like Prince decides, no, I'm not going to mix hard rock and funk and jazz and pop, and I'm not going to play this androgynous figure and challenge masculinity. No, I'm just going to do a rock song and that's it, okay? They would have destroyed their universes upon which we are invited. We are invited. The artist invited, whether it's Picasso or Toni Morrison, okay, or Zadie Smith, they invite us into their universes in order so that we return to our universe changed. And then perhaps we can change our universe, right? That's what New Amsterdam aspired to do. The two figures, Helen and Max, became the key and the lock to opening that door to this new universe. They just, they burned down that universe, okay? It is beyond unbelievable, I say, beyond unbelievable that a woman who would lend her body and soul to bring back to life a man who is practically dead, okay? And it's not just in the shower scene, because if you really look at the entire arc of New Amsterdam, it's about Max's transformation as well. He had a false love with, with Georgia. He came on board as this, you know, I'm, I'm going to save the world. And we see through Helen that he began, we begin to realize he's not going to save anybody. It's going to be him giving up power, him giving up his privilege, his listening to a Floyd, his following the example of Helen, and finally his admitting to Helen, his outright, forthright moment of courage where he admits to her that she's everything. That is the universe. And for them to say, okay, we're going to you know, have Helen jilt him at the last possible minute, that, that shatters that universe. It, it, it takes those laws of the physics of this universe and says they're not worth anything. And so the entirety of New Amsterdam, its meanings, the reason why we're so compelled to watch it, the reason why we believe so much in this couple, is completely out the window. Yeah. Completely out the window. Okay? Now, I move on to respect for its audience. I do not expect, I don't think any, I, I think Tasha really put it very, very brilliantly. We don't expect pie in the sky. We don't expect heaven on earth. No. What we expect is that Helen and Max be allowed to be Helen and Max, be allowed to love each other, be allowed to be married in whatever way they want, to be allowed to have their family, and to exist and to move forward and to cope and to grapple with the life that is in New Amsterdam's universe, which speaks to our own, you know, the problems of racism, the problems of class, the problems of personal trauma, the problems of the larger world history and our personal history in it, okay? That, it, to me, is like, yeah, okay, if you do those things, which are really not expecting that much, it shows a great deal of respect of the audience that, yes, we allow these people to have love, we allow them to be forces of transformation, but at the same time, we put them in a circumstance in which they have to cope, grapple, live, grow, evolve, transform. They didn't do that at all. You know, they gave us this nonsense about, look, you know, I, <laughs> I'm half English. I lived in, I grew up in England, right? If you want to do a show in England, fine. But make that show grounded in some type of reality. Make it relevant to who Helen and Max are. Make it relevant to this universe of New Amsterdam. They don't, the writers and, and, and showrunners don't know that much about Britain at all. They didn't really care to learn that much about Britain. And they also 
detract from. Okay, they don't show any respect, I think, to us, the audience. They detract from the challenge. Right. They have a challenge of showing Max and Helen in this new phase and what that might mean to the new Amsterdam universe. And by extension, by extension, all of the people of color, LGBTQIA, white, whatever, that this whole universe that exists, how we move through the next phase, right? Through Helen and Max. No, they refused to deal with that because it either was too hard, too complicated, or maybe they have too many mm -hmm. issues with it, whatever, they failed miserably, right? And in doing so, they really showed a disrespect to the audience that recognized before they did. Okay, remember, uh, King of Swords was in reaction to the worldwide, growing worldwide audience, absolutely talking about and fascinated with Sharpwin. Okay, remember <laughs> the, the director and the showrunners really believed in their deluded minds that it was Georgia and Max and the rest of the world said, no, right? even the network heads, these, these white guys who smoke cigar and go play golf and you know don't know any people of color and don't wanna know any people of color. Even they recognize that, no, it's Helen and Max. Never mind Georgia and all the rest of it, it's Helen and Max, right? Okay, yeah. so you know uh, these these the writers and the showrunners and the producers, the people who run this show. I say, do not respect the audience. Our investment in Helen and Max, yeah. in the show, in its aspirations. Okay, now by contrast, by contrast, there's a show. This is us. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It is about a multi okay. You've seen clips. Okay, so it's about a multiracial family. And it is not a show about transformation, but about legacy. So the show, This Is Us, traces a family, uh, two uh, twin white kids and adopted black kid from the late 70s, their birth, to sometime in the future, okay? And the show just ended its run. Now, it has many crossover themes with New Amsterdam, okay? It has compelling actors, very, very compelling actors, particularly Sterling Brown, uh, he was in the beginning of um, Black Panther. He's an extraordinary oh, yeah. actor. Okay, extraordinary, extraordinary actor. And, and he is kind of like the Helen figure, if you will. He pushes everybody to sheer brilliance. Um, the woman who played his wife, incredible. Okay, so the show is about legacy and about how families give us things and impose things and how society gives us things and imposes things and how we as children must work through these legacies to evolve to some better place or be destroyed. And I say that by contrast to New Amsterdam, the writers and showrunners of This Is Us respected its audience. They respected the show's audience because no matter what they threw at us, and even when they failed, they always kept the rules of this universe intact, okay? And the rules of the universe in, in This Is Us is that the father and mother, uh, this character named Jack and Rebecca, their love, even though they were separated for um, a couple of episodes, it was always was true. The characters were true to who they were created as. So by the time the season finale came around, even when certain things are not wrapped up, it didn't matter. What mattered was that what we saw was true to the rules of the universe that was created for This Is Us. And that showed respect on the parts of the writers and the producers, not only for us as the audience, 
but also the actors and the characters and artistry that the actors brought to their work, mm -hmm. okay? And I say that New Amsterdam has shown tremendous disrespect for us as an audience, astonishing mm -hmm. disrespect for this universe, New Amsterdam. Remember, New Amsterdam became a phenomenon, a worldwide, beyond a hit, okay? A hit is where you have a lot of people watching. Mm -hmm. A phenomenon is where people are talking, right? And are invested in, in the characters. Okay, and I, above all the characters, I think that Helen and Max are the most, I mean, they are truly, no matter what happens, they are already an immortal screen couple. And mm -hmm. we care about them not because it's simply romantic, because they represent certain things, right? So powerfully, so movingly, right? So symbolically. And those writers uh, and the showrunners at, showed absolute disrespect for the artistry of Freema, for the artistry of Ryan, for the, the creation of this universe that these actors made, even for the best writers of the show who produced King of Swords, uh, Death Begins in Radiology, Things Fall Apart, More Joy. I think those are some of the stand apart episodes that really, even though some of them are flawed, they have moments of sheer genius. They just yeah. shimmer with truth. Yeah. Right? And that's why Rome was willing to forget, like, for instance, in uh, um, Death Begin the Radiology, you know, there's these beautiful passages where, where Max speaks the poetry of love like a love song when he calls up Helen. And I mean, you know, her acting when she she made this bet on this doofus <laughs> turns out to be worth the bet. It's extraordinary. It's beautiful. It's incredibly beautiful. And it fails in the, in the, when she comes back and here he is acting a couple of seasons as if though he were the same character of a couple of seasons past a, a, a type of character who basically pushed helen on the shin right and that was the it was quite believable that was the greatest trauma for max it was a, a greater trauma than what he experienced with georgia and, and we know okay that's a, a serious flaw because there's no way that max would ever do that nonetheless you know, the ending scene of them finally, you know, embracing that incredibly erotic moment where they're together, it was transcendent. So we'll forgive some of the unevenness of the writing. But this finale was a betrayal. It just totally set to fire and burned to the ground this fragile, crystalline, beautiful universe. And it did so by destroying the very rules the laws of physics of this universe. And the laws are, everything I do is for you. What matters more than anything, you. Those are the, that's, I argue that that's, those are the two central laws of this universe that make it work. And without Helen and Max, without that, there's nothing. There is no new Amsterdam, it means nothing. So my final point is, what can they do for the, the fifth season? Well, the fifth season, they can break these two apart. Okay, and they can make them, platonic friends but that fails because there was nothing platonic between even when these two were never touching yeah. there's always this erotic charge between helen and max and it was entwined with the spiritual right there's, there's something different between mm -hmm. sexual and erotic i've made this argument before As sexual is merely mechanical i want you i do you i go home okay erotic it's incredibly complicated it's incredible it's it's like crystalline jewel right it's desire, it's memory, it's longing, it's spirituality, it's holy, it's dirty. I mean, all of these things, right? 
There was nothing. So if they try to make them platonic friends, that's a failure. That's fraud. Yeah. Okay. If they try to, you know, bring them together with some stupid excuse that, you know, I, you know uh, maybe Helen's mother died or, or whatever it is, that's going to be unbelievable. Precisely because whatever problem, whatever trauma, whatever tragedy Helen might have experienced that kept her off that plane, she would never ever, ever betray Max the way she did. We know this. That's a law of this New Amsterdam universe. Mm -hmm. So what I'm hoping for is that they'll try to recover it and let Helen and Max be who they are, give Freema and Ryan the ability to carry yeah. forth an incredible creation. It's going to be flawed. It's a very flawed ending to a really fine series. Um, at best, if they really try to recover this, uh, if they don't, and if they, they try this, you know, they split up, now they're platonic, and they, it's like, well, then there's no reason for me or tens of millions of other people to watch this show because you've just killed it, committed exactly. artistic and commercial suicide. So anyway, I'm, I'm so sorry for the, <laughs> the nonstop, but I had to get that out there. <laughs> and I, I've hope I've made some points that, that resonate uh, in some way. Yeah, like it makes you do it makes perfect sense um yeah. I, even just like helen's character it's like how are they going to restore that like we've known her for like all these seasons and yes. like like how are you going to like to me it doesn't really matter like i love her regardless um <laughs> but like you have destroyed her character you've been Absolutely. destroying her character all season long but this is like how are you going to redeem her to the audience because now there's always going to be this element of you know she did that um yeah she left like him how she left him um and even for us i think for all of us it's that feeling of betrayal because it is betrayal yeah, that's the word i would use betrayal we yeah. love her and we love this relationship that they've created but it's like what um so i think for all of us like we were speaking on twitter before this episode and the bar was so low like we were yeah. expecting this to be terrible um but <laughs> it just exceeded our expectations like it was just so much worse than we envisioned <laughs> it to be um, absolutely yeah just, absolutely no like what the heck how do you just ruin everything like you could have done a cliffhanger and not have it been like this um well, absolutely yeah. absolutely i mean i you know the the cliffhanger ending that i guess that's that's their um their their modus operandi it's like well you can do that i suppose but but why do it with these two people, the, these two yeah. figures, and it makes, you know, it's a betrayal of who they are. It's a betrayal. And when you betray them, you've betrayed the entire series. You've betrayed yeah. the entire series. Now, from an artistic point of view, it's like these, and I've mentioned this before, um, every artistic tradition, whether it's in Africa or in, you know, uh, Europe or, or Asia, uh, they have fixed rules. And, and strikingly, strikingly, these different traditions are actually very similar. Now, the French came up with a term uh and you know the french of course evolved out of the roman 
Latin tradition, but it's called, you know, the trois règles de drame, right? The, the three uh, laws of drama. But every dramatic tradition, right? Every theater tradition, uh, every literary tradition, whether it's African, or, they, they, they follow pretty much the same rules. It's like they, say, they basically say, you know, you can do whatever you want in your uh, art form. You know, Shakespeare was very anarchic. He was still very revolutionary, if you think about it. But what makes him succeed is that when he creates a universe, a comedy is going to be a comedy, a drama is going to be a drama, and, and the rules that he sets up, what makes us believe in this universe, what makes it, and, and art is different than entertainment. This is really what I'm getting at. There is an area of crossover. Entertainment is about satisfying our desire to be removed from our everyday life. It's like having a snack. I want to host this Twinkie. I want a hot dog. I want a burger, right? Art is something far more complex. Art challenges us. It doesn't let us off the hook. Now, we may be entertained by some aspect. And sure, Beyonce is entertaining. Cardi B is entertaining to some degree. But uh, Prince is entertaining. The Beatles are entertaining, right? New Amsterdam is entertaining in certain ways. But they are all works of art in as much as that they expect us, they challenge us, they move us in ways that mere entertainment doesn't, okay? Yeah. And for art to be this vehicle of transformation, of introspection, of shock of the new, it must be coherent, it must exist, it must flow according to the rules of the universe that the artist himself or herself has established. And so artistically, this is, and these writers are educated. They have to know this. So that's mm. a grotesque betrayal of their own craft. Now, commercially speaking, uh, New Amsterdam, in reaching its five years, will be, it's already profitable, but it's, it's going to become incredibly profitable in as much as that they will be able to rerun this series. Five years means that you, you can rerun this series internationally and make a tremendous amount of profit in, in online streaming, local networks and whatnot. But as a product, as vulgar as a statement as that might be, as a product, they've damaged the product. The mm. product flies. Yeah. Now, we often, I don't know if you guys do, but, but much of the world actually watches reruns. They watch the same episode of whatever show it is that they've seen a thousand times. Okay, and part of that is because they get to relive the satisfactions and the joys of when they first saw that episode. Now, who is going to watch New Amsterdam having experienced this joy, this wonderment? That's the word I would use, this wonderment over the love between Helen and Max, okay? There've been lots of love stories. There are lots of sexualized love stories, very few erotic and spiritual love stories, only one, Helen and Max. That is a wonderment when we watch them. It's like, yeah, I like to watch, you know, um, Scandal, you know, Kerry Washington is fantastic, Olivia and Fitz, whatever. That's merely entertaining. But Helen and Max are wonderment. Okay, I, I, I view it that when we see them on screen together, I don't care if they're reading the, the phone book together, let alone when they kiss, when they make love, when they're entwining with each other. We're in wonder. It's just like, who, this, these people are so moving. They're so beautiful. They're so mysterious. They're so present. They're so above us all at the same time. Who is going to watch this product knowing that that wonderment has been betrayed? Okay. People who watch reruns of New Amsterdam in the future, that's where the network is going to make its money. Okay. They're not going to be watching New Amsterdam for the first time. People watch reruns to relive the experience.
of their favorite episodes. And their product now has been forever damaged. Okay. It's like, I've got a Mercedes Benz, the most expensive Mercedes Benz in the lot. And I've taken a baseball bat to it and shattered its windows. And now I'm going to say, here, buy this at its original price. It's <laughs> crazy. Beyond crazy. It's asinine, actually, really asinine. So I'm, I'm probably belaboring the point, but <laughs> there we have it. Like, because like a lot of my friends are, have actually not watched like season season four season three and season four um but even like having to explain <laughs> this to them, it's like embarrassing it's like yeah i got you hooked on the show because i talked about this couple and i was like you guys have to see this show because like their chemistry is just like out of this world and now they're just kind of excited because where is the storyline going? And now it's like, actually, this is where yeah, the story. I I, I couldn't agree with you more, JD. You know, uh, on the the end of season three, you know, there's like finally this scene of consummation. You know, with the door, and, and I I still yeah. think that that was done perfectly. And the follow up, uh, more joy was done because when she shuts the door to us, it was so clever. She improvised that, by the way. Yeah, she they were did. doing that scene, and she. I mean, it's so. This to me is this. She's an artist because she was taking control. She was taking possession of Max. She's like, "I won my bet. You're mine," and he's like, "I'm so down with it. I'm yours." And then she shuts <laughs> the door on us. She says, "Basically, you know, this is my business now. I've given you enough. This, you know, I'm the queen here. Goodbye." And I loved it. It's like, oh my god, you know, this this is the ultimate feminist moment, right? I mean, this is a woman of color, a brilliant artist. And the character herself exerting control. And it's so erotic and so beautiful. And when I told people about this episode or when people, they never saw the show, but they encountered some of my writing, they went and watched the episode and they got back to me. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's some of them were some of my fellow classmates from Columbia University, a very cynical set, I can tell you. They were gobsmacked. One of the, this quote came up over and over again. Who are these people? Yeah. Who are these two? Right? They were just astonished at their beauty, at their lyricism. I mean, just wonderment is the word I would use. Okay, this is what separates Max and Helen, I believe, as a couple. Wonderment. They're the only couple that I know of in contemporary screen uh, art, whether it's film or television, that they don't merely turn us on or they don't merely make us laugh. They don't make us, they stun us with wonderment of who they are, what they are. I mean, this chemistry is just so far beyond the show. We're just watching them going, who are these people? And we're so grateful and thankful to see them because their example of transformation through love gives us hope, not a false hope, but a real hope, right? Because we recognize yeah. that something in them, something in them resides in us, okay? That I think is, the the power of recognition that we're seeing these two incredibly beautiful people who have all kinds of issues and challenges and exist in this racist sexist world and yet they're capable of such astonishing beauty and that beauty is love the key and the lock the door is open and we see we can step through it in some way that's why we're so fascinated by them and you know for this these, these writers to you know come up with this junk this garbage this betrayal of that which gives us wonder is astonishing to me. It's like, yeah. 
that's artistic suicide. It's commercial suicide. You've, you've got the most beautiful Mercedes Benz. If we want to talk about product, I've reiterated again on the lot. And you've taken a baseball bat to it and shattered all of its windows and say, yeah, now buy it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, I remember a friend of mine was um, that, that the first five minutes of season three, that episode one, that pandemic um, yeah. episode, that was amazing. Like I, I didn't want yeah. the pandemic. Astonishing. Yeah. Really good. Like it was so well written. Um, and yeah. I, my friend had not seen the show at all, but I wanted her to see that part. So I let her watch that, just the, those first five minutes. She doesn't know anything about this character. She doesn't know their name. She doesn't know anything about them. Um, and I let her watch that part. And at the end of that scene is when um, Max and Helen, during the vaccination um, process thing, Max and Helen stare at each other. And she yes. asks me, um, are they a couple? And I was like, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> because at that time, <laughs> like they literally were not together and she right. didn't know anything about the show. All she knew about the show was that it was a medical drama. And my whole point was for her to get that first five minutes of that episode. But she but that's saw it. it. She saw, of she course. saw that. They are, just... they are, right. They are a couple. They're always going to be a couple. Yeah. There's nothing platonic between them, ever. Whether they're touching, I mean, do you get what I'm saying? That, you know, there's this charge between them. And then when they enter, I mean, the room lights up, the space expands, the possibilities yeah. become endless. I mean, one of the, the episodes for me, I mean, they, they talk, the show addresses a number of things, but one of the things that I think was extraordinary, and again, it pivots on Ellen and Max, was uh, the confrontation with And that is when he's bullying her to give up to him how she really, that he's trying to get her to say, I love yeah. you, okay? And he will not return it in kind. He yeah. will not do it. And to me, this is one of the most terrifying and most honest looks, a glimpse at what white male privilege really is, that I get to have everything everything i get to take everything from you and i give nothing in return okay and the price that he pays for it is the she she shuts him down she said we're done okay and he pays that price now i've often joked but i think it's absolutely real both in terms of what ryan the actor was feeling and the way they depicted it the suffering and he went through agony agony <laughs> knowing that she was with and it was it far outweighed anything that <laughs> he conveyed experience or we witnessed over his loss. So, yeah, he was kind of sad that Georgia went, but to know that. <laughs> he was more that, upset. He was actually more upset that Helen left afterwards. Like, he was so he was, mad at yeah. <laughs> He was annihilated. And I, I think what's central to that was that there was one moment where he goes up on the roof and he throws up his hands in despair because he knew, in my view, he knew that it was his holding on to his privileges that did that. He was the cause, okay? And, and to me, that's what is so extraordinary and it resonates in the, the decon, after the decon shower scene in the recovery room. And that has two meanings, right? It's literally the recovery room where he goes after being treated, but it's not the recovery room in terms of his soul and body. Um, the first thing she asks, you know, can you see? And he says, I 
see you. Yeah. I see you. Right? That has an historical, of course, we know what that historical resonance is. What with this history of invisibility, of erasure, I see you. And then when he says, you know, this, this line is invested with such symbolic power, both in historical sense and in love, when he's, he, he gives up his privilege, he gives it up right there. What matters more than anything, you know, what matters more than anything, you. Okay, it's no longer about Max. It's no longer about his masculinity. It's no longer about his whiteness. It's no longer about it's Helen, and she's the key. She's the one who transformed him, and he is the lock. You know, when he gives that up, the door is open, right? And I, I think that this is what is so extraordinary about the show. This is what makes it worthwhile. If you watch that show, when they allow Helen and Max to be, we know that they're a couple, even though nobody might have ever explained anything. We know it, the way they connect, the way they look at each other. And we know that this love is not banal, everyday love. We know that it is something transformative and extraordinary. It's them. Okay. And that's why I'm so angry at what these people did. It's one thing to vandalize a wall. It's another to vandalize a work of art. New Amsterdam is a work of art. The two artists central to its transcendence beyond white savior guy is Freemer and Ryan, and they deserve so much better than this. And so do we. That's my argument. <laughs> no, it makes sense. Like even just to them and like our theories have been that Freemer saw this and was just like, nope. I'm not dealing with the aftermath of this and just left social media. And even Ryan's post was really like, normally he's like really excited when he posts yeah. about the show. Even his post was just like, you know what? It's the finale. I'm posting this because I have to. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I think even they were very disappointed um, at this development because they they are central to who Sharpwin is. It Absolutely. is chemistry that brought, that made Sharpwin who they are. Um, and it's like kind of disrespectful to them as well. Um, I, I, so work. disrespectful. Yes, I um, agree. So disrespectful. Like they put in all this work to make Sharpwin who they are and who we know them to be just for it to kind of be destroyed like this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's, oh, I can't agree with you more, JD. You, 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 yes, it's total disrespect for, for uh, Freema and Ryan because they improvised Sharpwin into existence. They did. It was the, mm -hmm. the, the, the first scene, you know, and, and by all yeah. accounts, even their accounts, you know, Freema together with Ryan and separately have said, yeah, we, we went with that. We felt it. We went with it. We did it. And that's what we, and, and, Everybody saw, and the powers that be that saw that, as I, I, I repeat it again, network heads who uh, bankrolled the series when they saw this pilot, network heads are white men, and they are the last persons to be progressive, the last persons to be artistic, the last persons to be woke. Even they saw it. Even they saw it. Said, there's your show. There it is. Okay. That's an extraordinary bit of artistry and courage and sensitivity on the part of Freema. It's an extraordinary willingness to let go his privileges right there. Ryan, I'm the star yeah. of the show, but I'm going to let that go because I'm going to become something bigger. And, you know, I, I've seen Ryan's work prior to, and he was a 
you know, his work, in my view, he was a very good actor, a very, very good actor, very versatile. He's like, like me as a musician, pretty much whatever you want to give him, he'll do. He can do it and do it well. But in New Amsterdam, I think he became an iconic actor. He went beyond being merely good, beyond being merely trained. He became an artist. And the one, <laughs> again, the key to that it's was Right. She does everybody, literally everybody who acts alongside her. Um, it's like she kind of forces them to level up as well. Oh, um, she does. Yeah. On, on her level, but in a way that doesn't, I don't know, there's kind of like this thing where you can be overpowering, um, right. but she doesn't do that. She forces no. them in, in a way to level up so that they're kind of on like an equal footing. And I think that is amazing also. It is. Oh, thank you for saying that. that no, she's that, in my, in my view, you've just, you've just summarized the core of her artistry. Okay. There are many actors who steal scenes the way a skunk steals a scene. It just makes it so bad that you're like, oh my God, right? And there's nothing, I mean, I, you know, I, I've seen Freema in, in various films. I remember she was in uh, uh, this uh, UK, uh, UK version of law, an American show, Law and Order. I, I'm, I'm sure you've seen it. It's, it's like a franchise procedural, right? Yeah. And there was a British version and she was in that. She was in Doctor Who. Uh, and she's always been extraordinary, so much better than the material given her. But one of the things about her is, is that one of the reasons why I don't like Meryl Streep, who's a very technical actor, brilliantly technical actor. But the reason why I don't like Meryl Streep is that I'm always aware that she's being technical. Mm. She'll do a, a better British accent than British people I grew up with. She's <laughs> a better British accent than I do. And I'm like, well, what? And I'm always aware. And if you're aware that a person is stealing the scene, right then it breaks the magic if you will it breaks the universe and it just becomes about that one particular person and and i believe jd that you've summed up the core of freeman's artistry she has incredible technique there's no doubt about that she's mastered shakespearean uh style she's mastered pretty much the entire western canon she was in a very rigorous program but she rises above that she's not merely technical and yeah. i think you've put your finger on it that she comes into whatever role it is and she elevates her role. And in doing so, she doesn't do it by stealing scenes. She does it by opening up that character and yeah. enabling, inviting the other actors to engage with this fully realized character. And so yeah. then the other actors become bigger, better, more expansive, more complex, more nuanced, <laughs> more richer than they otherwise might have been. Ryan has become an extraordinary actor because she is the key, right? It, it's kind of like a parallel. What, what Helen did for Max, Freema's done for Ryan. Mm. And, and we've seen it. You know, I hear I'm going on, but we've, we've seen it. We've been mesmerized by this artistry that we've seen. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, Complete and disrespect. And I think also, like, this is seen, so in New Amsterdam, she's a main character. So obviously, you know, she kind of needs to be in this main character role. Um, but I think it's seen more in Sense8, where she is not a main character. Um, yeah. But the way that she is allows her to kind of shine like she is part of the main cast because she's not actually supposed to be part of the main cast she's actually just supposed to be a love interest um but it's just like 
it's insane. Like there's just something. Yeah, but she's the key to the whole show. Yeah, she's the key to the whole show. I mean, we we care about Max and Ryan. You know, if, if it was Max, you know, the white savior, I, I would have turned the channel. I was about to do so. <laughs> Right. And Ryan would have been very good at being a white savior, in which case we would all fall asleep and, and spiderwebs would have been around us because we were just like we were catatonic. It was like this is so incredibly boring and cliche and awful. Right. Yeah. But Ryan went beyond that thing precisely because of what Freema enabled him, not allowed, but enabled him to do, invited him to do. Yeah. All right. Mesmerized him into doing. Right. And, and the wonderment that they have between each other as actors. The wonderment that is the love between Helen and Max, we have that wonderment. And and I, the wonderment is not being dazed and, and, and looking at this thing uh, passively, but rather being inspired by by who they are. You know, it's being moved. And and I think part of the, the betrayal and this, this failure is that there's a certain segment of the American audience, um, and I haven't done it, I haven't seen any polls, I, I've not done any academic research. So I'm, I'm going to qualify what I say by saying, okay, this is anecdotal. Take it for what it's worth. But, you know, I, of course, I check all of the social media and whatnot. And there's a segment of, interestingly, American white women who liked it when Helen and Max were together, but not consummated. They liked yeah. the titillation. Okay. There's something about interracial that is very tindall- you know, titillating because it's you know, somehow taboo. But they had a yeah. real, real problem, a real problem when that love becomes real. And they have a, certainly a problem with the, the reality that as an actor and as a character, Freema and Helen completely transcended mm. the Georgia, the actress who played Georgia and Georgia herself, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at, you know, you take an academic reading, America's a profoundly racist country. It's, its whole mythology, its whole identity is based upon white supremacy. Even, you know, I mean, the liberal ethos, you know, the white savior is that I'm so good and superior, I come to save you poor people below me. And it's all about forever whiteness being this great <laughs> thing. And here is Helen rising above everybody, yeah. enabling everybody, becoming the person who inspires, moves. And I mean, you know, the, the Max character, you know, I, I would venture to say probably in real life as well, you know, or our universe, Ryan. I mean, he's totally in love with her. If the yeah. day begins and ends, it's all about Helen, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, even in the worst writing, when when Max is saying, you know, it's it's you. What? Well, of course it is. And why wouldn't it be? Look at Helen. <laughs> Jesus, right? Yeah. She's the key, of course, right? And I, I certainly believe. And there's certainly indication from some of the posts of these, you know, American white women that they're very uneasy that a woman yep. of color has upended this hierarchy, right? And then, you know, the white woman is supposed to be the most beautiful, the most, you know, every of everything, right? If you look at Georgia, she was the archetype of the beautiful American girl. She's blonde, she's alabaster complexion, she's educated but not intellectual. She's artistic, but not revolutionary. And all of a sudden, here is Helen, cosmopolitan, fearlessly brilliant, fearlessly brilliant, you know, uh, incredibly beautiful. And that's, I, I want to reiterate one more thing that in American art, film, popular 
culture, whenever they have a black woman as a, as a love interest for a white man or whatever, they always make sure that her features, you know, they always choose a very light skinned black woman and they straighten her hair and they do all kinds of things to quote unquote, make her more neutral. And one of the things that I think is absolutely brilliant about um, Freema is that she fashioned her style as this high African diaspora British fusion. Okay, so she's not going to be, she's not going to be Olivia Pope from Scandal, right? And she's not going to be taboo, right? She's not going to be the taboo love. She's going to be this powerful figure. Okay, and my final comment is that, you know, of course, the term Helen, the woman Helen is extremely important in Western imagination and art. Okay, that's, you know, the Helen of Troy and Helen launched a thousand ships, right? The thousand warships and all Helen had to do was be pretty, be light skinned and be kidnapped, possibly raped uh, and taken away from her husband. And therefore the West begins with this story of the conquest of Troy and bringing back Helen, passive, pretty, bird brain Helen back to Greece, okay? Now you look at, Helen, played by Straight, which is so formative to who Helen is. If you, the writers, are not interested in exploring the world that gave us Helen, then you're not going to write truth to how Max is desperate to explore and to know Helen and to know her Britain, to know her family, because Helen desperately needs to connect with her. He needs to connect with her spiritually. He needs to connect with her erotically right? Be my partner. I love my doctor. It's always there, right? So, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, and that is part of the problem. Uh, and I think that is that the writers are very, they, they could not handle, they were afraid to grapple with what Sharpwin really is. And they were afraid yeah. to do the work to see through who Sharpwin will become. They're going to be a family. They're going to have children. They're going to be, if allowed to be who they are, that's who they are. But that exists within this larger world of race and class and history and personal history. And for a work of art to succeed, you establish these rules. They're transformational figures, Helen and Max. But they have to transform something, right? Yeah. And that's the world in which Helen came to be. That is the world that has shaped her. That is Helen herself. I agree with you so totally. They did not enable him to learn about her. And to me, the, the, the greatest example of that, they didn't even bother to learn. The writer didn't even bother to learn anything really fundamental about Britain itself, which is so central to who Helen is. Right? So I don't know. There we go. And like, I, I wonder... Like they didn't even need to do research. They literally could have asked Prima. <laughs> of course. Or Janet. But it's like the, they just right. gave the script to her and was or like, Janet. yeah. You know what? I, what I would have loved is like, hey, Ryan and Freema, write us a couple of scripts. <laughs> and I, yeah. Because you know, Freema and Ryan have a much better from the very beginning of the series. Freema's the lead, but but you know the key in the lock. They 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 know that door. They know the room to which they're opening better than the writers do. And the writers at their very best, King of Swords, for example, that was in response, right? 
that yeah. was in response to to sharp one and and the the tens of millions of people around the world that recognize it. anyway i i'm taking up so much time i want to thank you both for such brilliant insightful work that you've done and the wit and the humor it, it's it moved and touches me i i love the the forms that you provide Natasha and all of the other guests, I want to thank them personally. I take notes. They, they're so brilliant and engaging. The details that they point out uh, are so illuminating. And I am hoping that my big picture look will have matched and given further credence to the arguments that everybody here has been making, which I totally support and agree with. And again, I, I'm hoping that my, my larger picture view will fit in with that and, and add to these really valid and compelling points that everybody's making. So there we go. Thanks for nice for joining us. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Um, I think um, we just have we... one. Pardon? We just have one. Well, in the, well, 10 o'clock my time. Hello. Yeah, I know. Hi, Hi Nana. Oh, how are you all? Good. Um, how are you? Good. Good. I've been, I've been listening. Much uh, <laughs> more like that was really, really good. Like, I really enjoy your breakdown and quite spot on. I agree with everything that everyone says. Um, first of all, I'm just say I hated the finale. I'm still in my feelings about it. I've not done a review yet because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what I'm going to say. Same, I decided I wasn't going to do a review because I'm, I'm gonna um, let the sh it they weren't, they don't deserve, they don't deserve me to take time out of my I'm gonna, day I'm gonna to I'm talk gonna about that. No, no. First of all, I'm a Freema fan first. I'm a Helen fan second. I'm a Sharpwing third and new one for them for in that order <laughs> so okay three my head and and um renee gave the definition of helen of troy well the name Freema is a revelation that is like she she reveals like she allows people to look themselves in mirrors and see a reflection like she forces you to do better as jd so that is a that is a, a ghanian appellation to the name Freema um and oh, brilliantly yeah that's that's what it means prima means to to a, a, a revelation someone that reveals oh, nice okay. and it's a very befitting name for her um mm, really it's it, <laughs> yes it is it is it's colonial <laughs> and it's it's colonial and it's root it's coined from the name freeman freeman to be free and if you take mm, the end okay. of it make it feminine, Freema. Oh. The appellation or the tree appellation to that word is revelation. And that's what Helen uh, Freema Germana is. I'm here for wherever she is, London. If she want to take a break from this nonsense, I'm here for it. <laughs> if she wants to come back, I'm here for it. Whatever she's selling, I'm buying, okay? Because <laughs> how, can how can you do this? <laughs> Yeah. It's awful. I'm so much in my feel. I'm, I, you know, when grief hits you and you don't know whether to cry or be angry or be upset or like. <laughs> I didn't know how much I felt about this show until this finale. Um, 
I hope they redeem themselves in season five. I'm not gonna speculate so much on on Freema and Ryan because they have done what you know. And we we couldn't ask more from them. They're literally making lemonade out of the lemons. Personally, they couldn't even get in the lemons. They they make lemonade like they, they don't even that? get lemons. <laughs> they're making like. They turning water into wine or something because they literally should have been called Sun Castle um Castle Bird. That's that what the finale was. It's just crumbling. There's nothing substance. Like these are your friends who never called you when you had a stroke, never saw you. I remember Helen cradling Laura when she had her yeah. knee injury. Yeah. On the rooftop with her crying. I remember her coming to take a urine sample from you. I'm like, Lauren was the one who came to give her the, you know, IVF shot. Like, yeah. she had a stroke. At home, recovering, trying to memorize her. No ifs, ands, and buts. Like, where were you guys? <laughs> roof that was so sacred to Helen and Mark was literally... By these so-called friends who are nowhere to be found. I hope that Iggy is checked in rehab somewhere because he cannot be a uh, uh, medical director. Neither is he having marriage. So whatever is going to happen to him, he needs to. Because even remember episode one, he was taking time of medicine. Yeah. Change his mind. I think I think he needs to take his advice and go to rehab. He and and Lauren, they need to go back to rehab wherever they came from. Like, they need to go back, really. Um, I'm not sure how uh, Wilder, uh, a regular, is going to affect the landscape of New Amsterdam. I I I've been seeing some disturbing things about Wilder Max arrangement. I'm not here for it. No. Brother and sister, like it's not gonna work. No. Yeah. This is what people are trying to pull on straws at this point. No. <laughs> no. Episodes. I have a few things. Okay. Uh, positive note: I loved the first few minutes of of Helen. She looks so pretty. When Mark yeah. on the phone talking about, you know, this wedding thing, I made a comment last week about how I did not like come to London and uh, to come to New York and it wasn't a oh let's discuss this it was like oh just come and she just was like yes 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 and I was like Helen are you thinking about this are we I wasn't comfortable about that arrangement that being said okay she says she's gonna come she packed a few cases in the morning there's a whole storm who flies in the storm I'm flight <laughs> cancelled <laughs> when, when, when apparently when not yeah for this four six seven whatever it's going to be a delay you get updates you know if flights cancelled you get updates nothing if i was him i would have never said not to fly that is just disaster for crashes isn't that that's what happened in store people playing crashes it was just a disaster anyway wedding day is here and it's bright and sunny and helen is nowhere to be found they managed to get flowers everything everyone is dressed I don't know in the, who in their right mind will get anything ready, not knowing where the woman is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, not important. Know, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Where's the ring? I didn't see what ring he bought. <laughs> oh gosh! It's the fact that he was. Hat. It's the fact that he was in a suit the whole time. <laughs> it's like you don't even know if she's okay. Like, yeah. You don't know anything. What are you doing in your suit already? Like, were you breaking the wedding <laughs> yeah, in your suit? Yeah. <laughs> Something about it reminded me of the episode when. He's been texting her the whole day. She's not been picking up. And it only last week it dawned on her that she woke up in bed this morning. She, she was asleep. Yeah. Like, there's that, that lack of insight. <laughs> the same thing he had on the Things Fall Apart. Where he woke up from the sleep and he said he couldn't remember anything. And when Helen was about to walk off, he was like, oh, um, more than anything. Like, something along those, I, I can't remember the, the, the exact word, but it dawned on her. That TV is stupid. <laughs> showing lack of insight. You know, the same thing. He, she sat in the middle of the chair with, with that, that will not recline. She gets to you and you're like, oh, yeah. my wedding ring. I, I, dude! Like, oh, Max has been doing so well the whole season up until this, this, this last episode. Like, I, 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 I mm. This is the guy who had gone and bought a ring a long time ago and hid it in this basket, whatever, and had to, you know, practice. How how do you go from there to Helen doing everything you know everything I've done I've done for you to I can't, I can't, you can't what you can't come you can't fly you can't walk you can't walk you can't what I can't I can't this is Helen this is very articulate it's like it's like her choke systems are coming back what. <laughs> oh gosh! What? What? What can you not? This is Max. Who was on Helen in Helen's house? Helen was like, you know, I think maybe you should leave. He's like, no, 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 no. I've come this far. Let me fight for it. You hearing Helen said I can't, and you didn't ask any questions, and so she's not coming. Like. Mm. <laughs> Were written by David himself. So apparently, <laughs> I'm sorry. No offense, but when men write, and they lack the emotional depth that women writers bring to the table. This yeah. was void of any emotion. Like I, I wore the first two minutes, I wore the last two minutes. Anything in the middle. As for how Iggy had all the screen time, perhaps that's what what, what wherever the accent wanted. I don't want to mention anything. Wanted more screen time. How did you get half of the finale? to yourself and was he happy with it <laughs> perhaps now that the show had fallen into bed when they mentioned why we don't need too much iggy narcissism he will understand because he wasn't getting before yeah like, majority of people are watching because they see themselves in helen and max before chaperone so if they are mm. on the screen i'm not here scrolling through you know and and even Martin can see for the love of God. Martin, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, because you're not changing, dude. You're not changing. <laughs> I told you that oh, from God. the beginning when he was at work ordering children like pizza order, you know, bringing them to the house. When <laughs> seriously, dude, <laughs> how yeah, no, they are being punished. Lauren has still not been punished for this behavior with, with Layla. I, I have no idea. 
No, now Nayla's like, like no. Over your- yeah, 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 yeah. Everything is fucking holy movies, you know? I, 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 I don't know how they're going to fit all of this in 13 episodes. They're not going to. They're going to introduce new storylines. Completely Why? forget that we still have 200 and something storylines hanging in mid-air. Um, yeah, because there's How no way they can fix are. this. How precious 22 episodes are and they have made a mess of it is beyond me. Because Fiorente is that mess, with, that mess with Fiorente is took like so much of the season and then the I'm ending is so anticlimactic. Max didn't even so, need to be yeah, there. Yeah, the ending was awful. And I, 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 I would have taken, uh, what's her name? Castro. Any day. Mm. Yeah, and definitely. The best villain. Oh, seriously, <laughs> yeah. Castro, where we got the coffin? See, you know sort of thing, if Fuentes went toe-to-toe against Helen, maybe she would have been interesting. Because, of, yeah, because hey. it's because of Freema. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, boring. Helen went toe to toe with Castro, and then you know how Freema just. Character. Helen literally tore uh, Castro in bits. I love the, the day she sent her packing for her things. I love that scene. <laughs> like, that, that scene. And then, and then Max was like, what was that? <laughs> you know what I was Yeah. Like? Everything I done for you. <laughs> I, I don't see. I brought her here for you. Back when writing was good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There I say it. She even went out with for, for Max. There I say it. I, I've always been like, I like the two of them together, but he just used this guy for, I don't know, what's it called? Gene therapy or whatever. Thing she wanted mm-hmm. for the concert. Yeah. And yeah. Akash was not going to be there for anything. You know, they were shipping Max's um, DNA or whatever samples across quickly while I went in for dinner and date and all everything she did she did for him. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for her to then this is this is Helen who is getting into a plane with a middle to that would not recline. How can you not get a plane in a in a storm? <laughs> right. How? <laughs> Jumping came for like a karaoke. She shouldn't she shouldn't have been in that. <laughs> but she came. Called her the, the, the episode before, told her all these fancy things, and she came. This is Helen who will fly across the continent to come and see you. I can't, like, that. I'm just trying to work out what the account means. <laughs> means, like, what does it actually mean? Like, what can you not? Know? Because of what? Because you, you couldn't get to the door, something happened to you. Obviously, something happened. Yeah, but she did say in a message to him that it has it was a terrible day. Um, That's fine. And they just they just kind of um, pretended that that message didn't happen. Um, So it was like it it, it really makes a fool out of the audience because we're not stupid. Yeah, it was like she made it clear that something had happened, and. You Max Explain. went ahead. Max went ahead and planned wedding. the wedding. Brought flowers, put on his suit and everything, not even knowing if she had actually landed. Like she never told him that Whether she landed. She, landed, she, <laughs> she never told him with that. Her leg twisted. <laughs> oh, that she was at home with her leg twisted. You don't know whether she landed. The plane crashed. The plane moved. It didn't move. She comes. No, you know nothing. How do you? How do you? you know, and this is, 
<laughs> what Georgia got very angry with because he accepted me to Amsterdam without telling Georgia. The FedEx guy who came to the door. Georgia reduced him to the couch for the whole one year. He matured, but there's some bits of him that, oh my god, I just, oh. pop up every now and then. There are some TV shows that have been reduced a bit because of how they've handled some of their lead female characters. I'm a huge fan of House, I don't know whether you ever watched House. Um, I kind of watched House, oh, but House. some um, I watched it when I was younger. But then I watched it like um during the pandemic, and um, I'm squeamish, and I couldn't, I couldn't no. take it. <laughs> I I you don't watch it. the surgery scenes in New Amsterdam. I I I watch through my hands. Oh no, <laughs> that's, that's my bread and butter. I love surgery. I don't do surgery, but whenever I did a surgery placement, I really loved it. But mm-hmm. you, Lori, who played House was brilliant with the actress who played Lisa Cuddy, who's the medical director, right? A, a, a little bit of a combination of Helen and Dora. <laughs> Lisa Cuddy, right? Now... I think I kind of remember her. Brilliant. A tiny bit. I don't know. Pair of them. Now, House became House because she fed off the lady's frustrations. She literally pressed her buttons the whole seven seasons. Now, season seven hit. Where is Lisa? <laughs> Guess what? The show flopped in one season. It was ended. <laughs> they let her go. Oh, gosh. Have you ever heard of the show called The Affair? Um, no. So, The Affair, again, had a lot of buzz seasons, five, five seasons. Lead characters were Ruth, Ruth Wilson. Um, the lady from Luther, if you ever watched Luther with, with um, Idris Elba. Ruth, Ruth and, oh, the, what's his name? Josh Holloway. The Wire. The what? I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're not born. <laughs> the Wire is a 95, like, cult class. 95? Yeah, this is really cult class. I'm this 90, life. I'm 97, I'm, I'm, so. I'm showing my age here. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, these two actors, both British, American actors, the show is brilliant, but again, the lead actress said, we are being paid the same amount of money my cool male actors are playing, and we're playing the same screen time everything do you know what they did they let her go and the show had to end season five and the show that was, was was ended because of how they handled the, the the show's arrangements in general or the lead characters another show rosewood Rosewood was with jaina from uh, station 19 and morris chestnut that was, would they be, would they not be, after season two, they could not even get their kids together. I was like, that show's going to get cancelled. I didn't even finish talking. <laughs> they announced their cancellation. I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we fanatics, you can work out, as, as, as Renee said, there is this physics, this law, the rules of engagement, that you can work out. Some people are surprises, others are just box standards. If you deviate from that, you are bound to crush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. Mine, which, which, which broke my heart when it ended. 
um, Barry Jenkins' version, but uh, Misha Green's rendition of it, if you know what's underground, brilliant, season one and two, masterclass. That got cancelled because the, the TV network couldn't fund the show. I was like, how? This is compelling television. Like, why, 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 I, was, I was so in my feelings about that. Grey's Anatomy, which I absolutely love. love. I was here for Christina. Immediately she left in season ten. That was me done because I'm here for I'm I'm here for Sandra O first. I'm here for Christina second before Grey's Anatomy. I couldn't care less about all the other other things that were going on. And immediately she left. I was I was at the door. But the same thing they screwed up. Uh, uh, Fitz and Olivia. <laughs> The difference with these guys is that there was an emotional intelligence to some of the writing. You want to them, the time jumps kills me too much. The lack of addressing of intimate issues. They better do something about that that next 13 episodes. Like they, they, apparently, if they're going to start production in July, they better start writing soon. I think they've already reading. started. I hope they scrapped whatever they. Whatever they started, and yes, and are writing it? something fresh today after yes, yes. the reception they got last week. Finale needs to be that season finale needs to go out there, bang. Okay, we can forgive. I mean, let me just be clear. Season four, okay, one to eighteen, nineteen. There's some great gems in there. Beyond that, there's a diamond in a rough in the rough with um, oh, yes. the gems in season four. There are five in between. You have to be to count them on your fingers. And all of them have streamer written everywhere. Let's write and center. Where they yeah. Go. I don't understand how someone can give themselves so much to you. They, they, I, I, the disrespect to the artistry. Like, and, and let me just put it this way. If these writers are to write another show, you know, like when uh, Chanda Rhymes created with murder and scandal, she piloted it from these shows from the creator of Grey's Anatomy. You didn't need to say anything else because you know the reputation of Grey's Anatomy. Now, mm-hmm. if another show comes out and they say from the creators of New Amsterdam, we the audience know <laughs> where we are watching, right? You get it? No way. <laughs> That's what they were saying. They, 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 they destroy the product. Although, our claim and money is going to be made. The product itself, if I should see that you are this. These lunatics were the same people who are writing the next show. I don't want to be investing because I, I know where you guys go with these things. You have five seasons. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse for them to have given them the five seasons at the door because it made them lazy. Yeah. Yeah, it did make them lazy. Absolutely. Very Shows lazy. Who work for every season. They put their heart and soul in it because they know tomorrow's no guarantee. These guys have yeah. three, three seasons. It's really tough. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, I hope the door is lining up for Freeman for whatever job she wants to do. She doesn't need to explain mm, something. We, we love her. Okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember seeing her briefly in um, uh, uh, Doctor Who. I saw her in all of five seconds and she was aging my memory for years. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I watched um, the Clansman with Ryan. After that, I think there was another interview and it, it showed that she was Ryan was doing new answer. So I say, okay, I like this guy. I like him for Black Let me see. But again, like what Renee was saying, I was watching, watching, watching. Immediately, remember he the screen as ah, say no more. I'm sold. 
Whatever, whatever she's in, I'm here for it. And she did not disappoint. She's still not disappointing. Like I, I, you know, people who are bashing Helen, and then I'm not, I'm not here for that. We true fans know what substance she is, and it's a testament to how she gives herself generously to the acting uh, 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 craft that she she does. Like I, I take my hat off to her. Whatever she will do in the rest of life, I'm not worried. I'm sure she'll do exploits. If she decides to sit at home, her legacy proceeds there. Mention New Amsterdam and not mention Helen. You just you just cannot put those two sentences apart. You know, <laughs> if Mar- Marx comes along with it, fine. And there's no way I'll be watching New Amsterdam where Helen is not there. What's mm-hmm. like? Okay, you know, I'm No, I, I am not. No, no. I know. I think they were saying about going back to season one. They wanted to do I, you know, season one, Helen was not in that episode very much. She wasn't there for all of two, three minutes. I get that. But such an impression she made. It's complete contrast to, to this nonsense they gave us. Like, I don't know whether they pour water in her eye, but those tears were so huge. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, lady, why are you so upset? Cry over Max. She was just upset. Was when she was trying to fry, fry, freeze her eggs. Count the number of eggs she had. I think that was the first time Max called her Helen. Someone mentioned on Twitter that he's been calling her Dr. Sharp, Dr. Sharp until that time where Max was like, oh, you've been mean-mugging me, you've been crying. Which is something very odd that friends, you know, someone you, you don't really know that very well, you don't, don't count those comments unless you feel something for them or there's some, something growing there. But that's the last time I saw her cry. Bucket of... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm mad. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm very upset. I will rate this overall season. I will rate it five, 2.5 to Mark. Mm. I give two point five to Ryan. I think they deserve it. Uh, the rest mm. of them they need to go and sit somewhere and reconsider their lives. New addition that I really like, Wilder, brilliant addition. Um, I could care less about Mia. Really, I'm not really here for mm-hmm. her. If she's here, fine. She's not there, fine. Um, Floyd. To stay celebrate, okay. She cannot be fathering the whole New York children. I don't know what the next woman will come with her husband who doesn't have a child. Like, keep your life together, sir, and and stay celebrate. If you need to also go to rehab, you can facilitate that. Rehab for what? I mean, at this point, when he went and and told uh, uh, Lynn he'd been a nymphomaniac, oh, that's where I'm getting at. He was the one who was getting to okay. the house. So if he needs rehab, he cannot control himself. He's getting rehab. That's what I mean. Like, don't be fathering every every child that every every woman mm-hmm. that is a child. You know, at this point, because you've done one child, that's enough, right? But keep it together. Uh, Lauren needs to go to rehab because he cannot be using other people as coach. I hate what they've done with Lauren and Chris's friendship. Ah, oh, another another relationship they could have worked on. Do they even have much of a friendship? It's like that. They say that they're friends again, but I haven't really seen them interact like that. Or maybe I'm not paying attention. I mean, the time that she was doing her her ad role, who who was stealing the the drugs? Really, Casey? Who who took some and stole Helen's chair? That's like the two mm-hmm. of them. In a, you remember that episode where she was taking an ad role? Mm-hmm. She used to take an ad role. One day, Casey mistakenly took the the container and took some out. And he became very hyper. Mm-hmm. That's the two of them. Yeah. Then to him, you know, stealing food to 
uh, catching him with uh, uh, um, extra shifts to telling him, uh, telling her about moving to a different hospital only to find out that the decoy shower, she got blind. And who was by Lauren's bedside? Casey. Casey woke up, woke up to Casey. Mm-hmm. Mark's waking up to, to, to heaven. And he got upset because he lost his job. Trying to bring connect. There's so much that they could have done with these characters that are already there. That to bring in all these extra yeah. that you need. We didn't need any extra. We could have quick job and stay at home. These children. Yeah. It would have done him a whole lot of good. You care for so much of the children in the hospital but your own. Mm. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You want to be away for children in the hospital. Yeah, it's your own children. You don't. Wild, isn't it? They're really wild. For uh, love of me, like, that's a lot for one person to, like, and as an audience, it gives you headaches. Like, what are we meant to process here? What are we following here? Like, there's no rhyme and rhythm to it. There's no logic to it. It just doesn't make sense. It just keeps going on and on and on, and there's just too many loopholes. And it's, as, as, as JD said, like, the actors, the directors, no one looks at what is connecting with what. I don't know if you have a, a, a board to check what storylines is meant to follow through, how we devolve in it. But I, I don't know what they're doing there. Scrap those season four writers and bring back who they had in season one and two if they want to salvage anything. They've got one chance in season five to rectify some wrongs put some things on the horizon. Yeah. Because it will go down as the best, the show with the best ship and yet the worst show under the sun. <laughs> you don't want that in your resume. Yeah. As a director, if you are to direct another show, you cannot say from the writers of that and you have to them. Everyone will be like, ah, no. <laughs> who, who wants to want that? You know, because we know it's in fact, they'll promise us joy and give us misery. Yeah. It's painful. Yeah, it's it a couple that have awful. transcended race. I've transcended culture. I see the Philippines, I see the Hispanics, the Portuguese, the Africans, like everyone's on board. Yeah. What America can give. Everything to be what? Oh, I can't. I can't. What? I can't. Oh, what? character. That's my rant for the day. I, I, I feel a bit better now that I've ranted because the whole thing I'm Someone I wake up and oh, you're a bit quiet. I was like, I, I, don't, I don't want to talk. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm grieving at the moment. <laughs> it's like, bah. Yeah. Oh. I, ha- I, haven't been, I haven't been in the office since this episode oh. came out. And I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. So when it aired, I was at work. And I was like, the internet is so quiet. What is happening? <laughs> and when I came home and I watched and I went online, I was like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> yeah, that's why. What did they do? What do they do? Like, who did it and why? Like, they're back in September. I'm dreading September. September is my birthday month, and I'm dreading September because last season four, episode one aired on my birthday, and I li- more joy. <laughs> it also got me thinking about what the clairvoyant said. Are they playing at us at what she said? Are you going to lose her? Like, is, is that what is happening? Like, there's so many things going through my mind. Like, are, are we? Are we? Like, it's made us so stupid as audience. Like, it's made a fool out of us. Like, it's a belittled our intelligence. And I'm annoyed by that. 
Yeah. This is not compelling television. Yeah, it's this is no, it's not it's not compelling television. This is not something I can recommend to my friends to come and watch. Like I'm gonna say, watch the one to five, watch the one to five and skip to the four. Watch the first two seasons. Yeah. And maybe the sec- the last couple of episodes of season three. Well, the first episode of season three and the last few episodes of season three, like, I would recommend. All brought together sharp one, which I like, but equally, it destroyed them. Like, that tension is too much for anyone to bear. Like, how how do I explain to someone who I want them to watch the show? Like, how, how do you navigate this nonsense? Oh, really? you don't. No! no. Who, I'm not like, recommending the show, show to anybody. People watch it and give you feedback before you print. You press print or print press air. Like, don't you get feedback? There are some shows. There are some they shows that are re- right? Because films do. Look right. Films do, but not. TV I don't think TV do. series do they? Maybe yeah, the pilot. Pilots use. Pilots will get feedback, but I'm not sure unless. They usually don't have time, and with the, with how everything goes with with COVID protocol in on TV sets, maybe, I don't maybe, think maybe, they maybe, do that maybe, many maybe, re refilms anymore. Maybe not now. On TV shows. for example, um, what's it called? Underground. Underground. I know there's some part that they they wanted to refilm because they watched the whole episode, and rather that some some relationships were not were out of character for the whole episode, so they had to refilm some parts. That is, a, that is the director of a show that really cares about character development because something doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know whether they want this back. Not much promotion with the pictures, not much promotion with the videos, not much interviews. Letterman and, and Kimmy, Jimmy Kimmel and, and Jimmy Fallon, I've never seen Helen or Freema or Ryan on any of these shows. You answer them, like, um, Stephen K. Brown being interviewed by by you know prominent TV hosts. Why not this? Why don't you promote the show? Audience promoting you once they do. I don't think the show will be, be anywhere. Like, like this is how you treat us. Like what an insult! How many people want to watch Iggy for forty minutes? Really, I don't. But anyway, yeah. that's that's my rant over for this evening. Um. I will watch season one, episode one of the season five. I just want to see whether where, what happens mm-hmm. to Alex. If if yeah. she's not coming back, okay, adios. <laughs> if she's coming back with nonsense, okay, adios. Like, I <laughs> I, I haven't got the brain space for any 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 more drama at this point. They need to do. They need to go and sort their lives out. Go on holiday. Mm-hmm. Think about what they've done. <laughs> maybe sit on not to in the corner somewhere. You know, reflect on life. <laughs> they all need therapy. They should have gone to therapy Thank from the beginning. Thank you. All of you, you. the writers, all of the characters. The the characters. They all traumatized. They all should have gone to therapy from the beginning, but not with Iggy, because he's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, all the characters are created by the writers, so both need to go to therapy. Both the characters, yeah, <laughs> they need to go to therapy together. <laughs> on on yeah. their actions and how it's made us feel. This is something that we should be proud of. That stood out among. Hey, there's so many medical shows out there. There's so many. There's so many. I mean, I'm not even going to count. There's so many. But new ones that stood out because of Sharpwin and what, what is it, what, what it carried. Only to work, we crumbled in one 40 minute episode. One. 
goodness. <laughs> Rant over, guys. Let me not be a Debbie Downer. I'm looking for season five. I want Helen back. I want Helen and Ryan together. <laughs> Helen and, and, and Max. Helen and Max together. They should find out what this is. Max should go and get that child that we don't know where she is. <laughs> Shame. To London. She's with her yeah, grandparents. Th- <laughs> yeah. friends. When, 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 when did when did Gwen start buying? This is the woman who was fighting Max for custody. Yeah. How do you how do you three fifty to buy? <laughs> yeah. Just when? I don't think you know how they've got Max meeting Sarah. Uh, yeah. For Helen to meet grandparents. About that, we had another fortress episode. Apparently, they're besties. Apparently, they're best friends. <laughs> no problem at all. Helen, the number of times Helen said to Max, Why don't you let me help you? I can do everything for you. <laughs> Luna saying, Bye, mom. That's it. One hug for <laughs> the whole 22. <laughs> I mean, I love the, the audience of new ones that are women. We have maternal side of us. That is heartbreaking to see. For someone who wants children. I mean, she gave so much comfort to that baby that was not even hers. In season, what? One or two? What's it called? Uh, the baby that she named. What, what did she name her? The baby from Zura. That's it. She, she had more compassion for that baby than, than Luna. <laughs> be our our daughter. And that for Max, don't get me started. It's only Helen who's asking where is Luna. How about Luna? Where is Luna? He he doesn't even think about his child. My hair reminds me of Georgia and he feels guilty. Again, we should explore that. Is not going to grow yeah. up looking like Helen. She's going to have reflections of the mother in her. So, let's talk about that. There's so much they could talk about. This whole kafafal and this drama that we don't need. Drama to yeah. be genius. But they've built up so many good stories that we could have fleshed out really well and got some depth out of it that they've made a mess of. You know, I was struggling to get my head around why they cancelled the show. But after watching the finale, Five. Maybe they should have just ended with what they just said. You know, just so we can all, you know, avoid the torture that is coming. Because we now spend all our summer torturing ourselves of what is to come. If at the end of the day, we can okay, just close the page and say, okay, this is this is it. Let's just let's just move on. But now we have to torture ourselves to September to find out what happened to Helen, whether she's flying, whether her leg is hurting, whether she's got another stroke, whether she's got another DVT. It's just unnecessary torture. Torture this woman with yeah. her mother, with, with, with stroke, with flying across the... <laughs> I mean, in Helen's own words, it's all a fight. Not this kind of fight. Like, yeah, I can't even find my words. Like, I'm so ticked off. Really, really. Like, I was mad. I fast-forwarded the whole middle bit. You can't ask me what happened. I, I fast-forwarded in the quickness because I was like, what is this? What is this? Where is, this? Where, where is Helen? Where is Helen? It's like... Finding Waldo, like where is Helen? I couldn't find her in any scene that was happening. And how do you go and look in the castle for houses by yourself? With with Sarah, who have never been there. Like how how do you plan a wedding on two continents? 
planning before. How did you get wedding planning? Mind you, he could care less about how Georgia was married anyway. So I don't, I, I wouldn't expect anything very much from him. I was going to very much from him, but not this. You know where Helen is. What possessed the guy? Around it. wedding. Who are, who are the, the audience, the friends, the people? That's it. Really, that's it. That's, that's all you guys know. Like, you don't have any friends outside. These people who never care about you. Thanks for speaking with us, Nana. Please, I'm, yeah, I better go to bed because I think I'm. <laughs> I'm looking at plot at this point. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, have a good evening, and we'll see you in September. Hopefully, we should do at least one last episode about life war. Maybe. <laughs> like, all right. Have a good uh, summer as well. We'll catch up again. See you too. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs>